Hi, everybody, and welcome to Vanderpump Rules Party. I'm Holly Borges. I'm Sarah C., and I was going to trip you up when you called me. I was going to be like, hey, everyone, this is Vanderpump Rules Party, and everyone would be like, wait, what What are we listening to? Uh, <laughs> Where's Holly's voice first? I was going to be I'm Sarah C., and then I was going to have you go, and I'm Holly Borges. <laughs> Didn't work out. All right, cool. How's everything going? Good. In the garage and... Trying to oh. podcast, so here we go. <laughs> <laughs> well, I hope you got that situation taken care of that we talked about in your garage like a year ago. Yes. <laughs> you're not, so you're not scared. You're not living like Stassi with uh, rattlesnakes at her doorstep. No. What's, what's that a rattlesnake? Like, I don't, I'm so ignorant on snakes. Oh, I have no idea, but it was humongous. So, like, I don't care if it was like a, a, rose-flavored snake, I wouldn't like it. <laughs> Me either. Once I saw them poking at it, and its head jutted out with its tongue, I was like, what are you guys doing? Yeah, I wouldn't... Do I, I would not have poked at it. I would have let it... Like, I mean, I wouldn't want it going into my door, obviously, but I would... I, don't, I would just, like, leave it be. I think I would just wait for it to scurry away, and uh, maybe call animal control, but they might be like, well, you live where you live, but I don't, I don't think I would have been poking at it. Well, I know I wouldn't have been poking at it, so. No, Oof. no. And we all know Stassi is not the expert on what kind of snake it is. I really don't think Bo is. As he said, you know, in this last episode, uh, I've lived in my rent control apartment for 15 years, so A, uh, stop shaming Tom Sandoval for that, but B, like, I don't think he encountered a lot of snakes in WeHo for the last 15 years, so uh, I think I'd call animal control or just wait. I'd just wait. I'd find another door into my house, and I would just wait for it to scurry away, and then I don't know, are there like live snake traps, or I, I don't know what you can do there. I'm just glad I don't live there, because... I mean, I employ a a pest control company year-round, so I know that things like that are taken care of. I I would assume that if you live somewhere like like that, that you would absolutely... Like, they come and make sure that there's no entries into your house. You know what I mean? Like, as long as you know that, like, there's no holes or anything, like, you should feel pretty good. And that's their job, is to make sure that, like, there's nothing under the house, or, like, you know, there's nowhere they can get through. Yeah. I mean, I, I that's a precaution I would take, but I don't know. I mean, they, you know, they live in the hills and the foothills, and that's part of the deal. Although, all the times I've house set up there, you know, same hill next door, it, I've never seen a, I've seen uh, skunks. Like, I have raccoons and possums down by the beach, but I don't have skunks, but even they they were just kind of like eh, just mind your own business don't mess with me I won't mess with you a snake on the other hand I've never seen that there Mm-mm. yeah we I've have seen a mouse we but... have raccoons possums squirrels you know all of that stuff but yeah no if I saw a snake I would freak out the craziest thing we have lizards which I, like I was like can you guys kill those but apparently they can't do that so um, I have to live with that and it's like truly difficult for me well i mean and you don't need to kill a lizard i mean they 
they don't really want anything to do with you. They're not going to like lash out and kill you like a snake. Right. I mean, and like, they, late- I just don't, I just don't like how they're like, um, like my lizards are like not scared of humans. So they just stand there in your way. And like, I, like even oh. if you like tap your foot, like they just insist on staying there and ugh, I just, I don't like them. Oh, they're I, like the, the squirrels on the beach. Yes. But they're not yeah. hurting. Actually, like, I'm, like, used to them now, so it's okay. But in the beginning, I was like, what are, what is this, you know? Yeah, I never had that growing up. But when I visited my sister in Miami and she had them, and I was, like, freaking out because I'd never experienced that. never had them. I had other pets, but, um, you know, guinea pigs and shit like that. But, yeah, that freaked me out. But then I realized, oh, they just kind of keep a you know, to themselves or whatever, but yeah, a snake is a whole different story. Mm-hmm. And I know a lizard isn't going to kill me or strike me or demolish me. Yeah. Like Michaela's been saying on her hikes because, you know, the trails have been closed, so all the wildlife is coming out. They're living, they're thriving to use, uh, you know, Stasi's word. She doesn't think anyone's using. The wildlife is thriving out here and they're coming onto trails so there's like you know a lot more snakes and a lot more because they're oh there's no people so that I'm like well okay I will not be hiking up your mountain I will forego that and I'll stick to the beach trails yeah that I'm like do you carry venom with you like what do you do because I'm like there's rattlesnakes what do you do if you're bit by a like and you're running alone and you don't have venom I'm like I don't know. Scary. Yeah. Hawaii, you know, no snakes. Yeah. They have like nasty spiders though and um the geckos or something, right? Yeah, but those are fine. <laughs> they're not going to kill you. They're just they're just like their version of a squirrel. Yeah. I can't believe you lumped squirrels into the same category as possums and raccoons disturbs me i mean i mean anything that i wouldn't want to like find cornered in my house like i I just no like i don't want anything yeah but a squirrel will run out i like i just i wouldn't want to like play like uh what's that called like um yeah no yeah (laughs) i've seen them crack christmas christmas nuts so you and eat the the whole avocado seed like rip it apart so yeah don't mess with the squirrel but they're also not going to mess with you they're not going to attack you even if they're cornered they're just going to like because mm, all these babies on the beach right now I go up because I want to film them I'm like, they're so cute because they're like the size of my thumb and then I see the mama squirrel like perch up and dead stare me in the eye and I'm like I'm like whoa okay stand down I'm walking away like I could be I would be a terrible warrior because I'm like, oh, okay, squirrel, you win. Got it. Yeah. Moving on. <laughs> yeah. But they, like, legit look you in the eye. I was like, okay, got it. <laughs> Message received. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So, season finale, we saw a little Twitter war in the last couple days between some of the newbies. Were you following that? Yes, I mean... I was kind of bored, so I don't really, I, I don't really care to follow it. Um, but yeah, it's okay. What, I mean... was, what was interesting because when Charlie was on her podcast, she said, "Well, no, I was friends with 
you know, the newbies, but I, I don't think they like me right now. And then Danica had said, oh, there's a snake, just you watch. And I pretty much deduced, I think she's referring to the snake as Charlie, just based on recent conversations, you know, in social media. And then the Sheena thing, like pick a side, like, and she's been, her and Sheena are still friends, but they've been, they both said they've had a little hiccup lately. And I think that's because Sheena's friends are Charlie and Dana and Danica are not friends with Charlie. So it's like pick a side. Sheena is kind of their implication. So it's, I really don't want the snake to be Charlie. I, I wanted it to be like a Brittany or a Lala or even Kristen, something, you know, more applicable. But I th- I think it's Charlie that she was referencing. I mean, I just like I get like everything that I have seen online. It's stupid. Like that's what you came up with to to bait us with that it's a snake. Like this is dumb. Like I'm I'm no I'm not yeah. even, I'm not playing that game. And, I uh, and I f- over what? Yeah, over and the the comment like the the things that she's brought up is like laughable. It's like are you this this is a you know better than this. I know you do. Um, yeah. So I'm hoping that it's something else because I mean no way. Yeah, I mean the whole Twitter war is is really kind of dumb. It's just a misunderstanding. You know, some some random fan innocently posted oh you guys were the best additions to the show and he tagged uh danica and charlie and the danica's like well maybe but charlie hasn't talked to me in months for some reason like did she need to air that on twitter Mm." and then so then charlie responded like i think you know the reason is what you texted that you were mad at me for a reason i didn't know instead of coming to me there's the reason it's just a lot of back and forth and then it's like, excuse me, Charlie, you had months to text me. Look at your last messages, blah, blah. It's just a lot of back and forth. Um, and and the reason yeah. why she's mad at her has nothing to do with anything that she did to Danica, per se. It's something she did to Dana. Yeah. Like, that um, That just doesn't make sense. Like, I, I mean, are you, so you're, like, just an amazing friend that, I, I don't know. It, just, it doesn't make sense to me. It was weird. It went, you guys that aren't on Twitter, that's why we're kind of talking about it. It was just weird. It was all over some dumb little comment about Olive Garden. It's like, you fat shamed my best friend. She's like, I don't think she fat shamed her. She just, her theory is she doesn't eat that because for her, it doesn't work for her. And I don't know. It just, it took a whole different turn it makes me but what makes me curious about that whole exchange is if you had to just do that on twitter so we all see did it not make it to the reunion do you know it's not making it and so now we're all gonna say who was the snake and this was what it was like i'm just like if it's coming if this is coming something that happened why would you air it right now right yeah yeah it i mean it's pretty trivial i mean there's nothing major. It's like she said something rude. Danica was offended on behalf of Dina. So they told Sheena and Charlie didn't understand why they were mad at her. So Sheena explained it to her. So then they brought Sheena into it. And Sheena was like, all I did was explain to her why you felt upset. 
And she's like, well, okay, why, why is this a whole drawn-out thing? Just say, hey, you said something fucked up. Um, oh, I'm sorry, I didn't mean it that way. Or, you know, it's just, it didn't need to be the public war that it was. Yeah, I I have a theory about that. I, I feel like we're going to see, like, a, a, like some more of these outbursts online um, now that all of this, you know, this editor thing has come to light. I feel like... Um, people are going to try to like kind of like shoot their shot and see like what can I do with public Mm -hmm. opinion like I think they're going to you know that they think that maybe Sheena kind of you know rallied for this a little bit and the fans are behind her and if they do kind of like a similar thing that maybe they will get a positive outcome too I don't know I I think that um, I think things are a little bit shook up right now I don't know I think it's going to be used. I did hear after the whole editor gate, Brie Dellinger thing, that all the girls had a big, everyone had a discussion in their group text and a, it was popping off on their, you know, OG text thread. Um, I think a lot of people weighed in. Uh, but I do think, like, I think it was Georgia that posted to Jack's, tweeted him about uh, this editor thing. Jax, first I've heard about it, but then it makes sense. This really sheds a light on things. It's like, no, Jax, you're not getting a bad edit. That is just you. It is like what Ariana said in her confessional. This is your personality. This is who you are. This is what you do. These aren't mistakes. These are now choices. This is who you are. So he's going to jump on the bandwagon saying, yeah, I got a bad edit too. Just like he's he's ripped on Ariana and everybody else about mental illness, but then he realizes, oh, people forgive them. So, okay, you know what? I have a mental illness. I have a brain sprain, a sprain. I I I have a mental illness. There's something not right because he's realizing you get positive feedback for that. Mm-hmm. Um, he's just gonna use this, and now he's gonna say it's editing, even though it's like you see two minutes of our lives. But then he's telling Lisa, this is our real life. These are real friendships. It's like, well, which is it? Pick a lane. Mm-hmm. Pick a lane, Nicolene. I mean, I knew, I knew that when this story first broke from the second that I heard the podcast and everything, I knew that this isn't just about Sheena and this isn't just about any one person, that this, by this, you know, whatever, you know, the firing of Brie Dellinger, what it's exposing is, you know, just like you said, we could, you know, talk about everyone's editing and everyone could, you know, possibly have a crutch to stand on or we could say that the entire thing is fake, you know. Um, well, so, like, why didn't they ever cover Tom and Ariana's book? They did the photo shoot last summer. They never covered that. It was all Stassi's book. Yeah, um, why why didn't we hear about uh, James James's mom having cancer? Uh, exactly. Hello. What we've all been saying, we won't. Jacqueline, oh, she's a hot mess. She's fun. It's like, and then I feel bad for saying that because it's like, oh my gosh, this woman's been going through so much. And then just even the positive outlook she said, she's like, everything happened for a reason. I got sober, then I got a job, then I got health insurance, then I got a medical check, and then I got cancer, and then I got a fix. It's like, wow. Yeah. And that was wrapped up in 30 seconds. But I was like, 
wow, you know, maybe because he's not airing out, you know what, thank you, James. Um, I mean, I want to say thank you and not thank you because I'm sure everyone would have, like, liked to have heard her story and her survival. Um, but also, he wasn't using that as a crutch like Jax has been for mm-hmm. years. I died. Arr. It's like, oh, James could have said, hey, I've been struggling with, you know, my guilt over my mother, my struggles with my mother, but now she's going through this and, you know. Or what about nope, when, when, when Lala was sitting there, you know, lecturing him about, you know, how to be sober and what to do. He could have opened up and said, you know what, Lala, I'm dealing with a lot right now. And, you know, that probably could have, you know, been something he could have said and he didn't. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that was. And I get it that they should um, open their lives and share their lives. But I think it was so deeply personal to him and. Everyone deals with it differently. You know, some people do share and don't share. And mm-hmm. But I think it was just probably he knew it was too much for him to bring up or share. He wasn't comfortable going there. And that's cool, too. I'm or glad he that he was and they didn't. You know, like, we don't know. Oh, we, we don't, we edited don't know. it out. Yeah, yeah, we don't know. Because I, I feel like, I, like out of everything, like, I feel like what Bree brought up is frustration in the cast. You know, like, I feel like... Um, sometimes some of them, you know, don't have the power to choose what gets shown and what doesn't. Some of them, like, I think they say, like, Stassi even mentioned on her podcast, she was like, you know, how it works is you share with the producers, like, I'm going to go cemetery hunting. And then I say, is that something you want to join me on? I'm going or you cannot come. If everyone is doing that, then, you know, they're picking and choosing what they want to film. So, I mean, it could yeah. be that they they can't share everything. I mean, I get it. But they, they're, they're telling a story and they're telling it the way they want to. But yeah, it's it's interesting for sure. But with the Sheena thing, she does share everything. I mean, now she didn't always used to share everything. Obviously, we know she swept the Shea thing under the rug and whatnot. Um, she's protecting him and herself and, and, and everything because it's, you know, it's too much. But I think with the breathing, it gave her, we all knew this. We've all been saying this. Everyone that even weren't fans of Sheena are fans of Sheena because we're done with the over-manufactured troll. So what this whole thing gave her, it's like she knew it. We all knew it. But it gave her receipts and proof because I think we said this already before. Like, she can't go complain like, they're giving me a bad edit. And it's like, well, actually, now you have receipts and proof that can actually show. Mm-hmm. You know, like going to court, you need evidence. She's got the evidence besides public opinion and her own opinion. So, anyways. Yeah. Well, wonder how she's doing in her new job. Yeah, I wonder. Um, are you watching like every show looking for that brief flair? Yeah, I really have been searching for I I was actually looking for the brief flair in the last episode, just seeing if maybe she was sending up like a smoke signal or anything. But um, <laughs> alas, as I watched the ending credits, she was not in them. <laughs> She was not the editor of that episode. Ah, yeah. So the other Twitter war going on was between Dana, new Dana, not important Dana, Dana Schroeder, Dana K. 
Kathan and Sheena and Kara, Vegas Kara. Well, there's two Vegas Karas. There's Brittany's best friend, Vegas Kara, but this is Kara Vanderpump Garden Kara. Mm-hmm. And Dean is basically just saying how thirsty you are trying to get in the shot and she's popping back off Sheena got in there for a sec I don't know and then Dean is like oh coming from the girl that fucked Max to try and get on the show then interrupted a scene by your idol to get clout thirst queen for real it's like "Mm, Dina we know you fucked Max the day before filming and then you went up to Brett and you're denying the Peter thing which Peter is not he's still not denying and you met the producer and hmm who is uh, I don't know sorry still suspect yeah so uh, Kara said you know she goes I didn't know any of the new cast members in July August of last year which is when they filmed is it really hard for you to believe I slept with Max because he's a good guy? I know that doesn't fit your portrayal. I didn't watch the show before and idolize no one. Can you have fun and enjoy life? Um, anyways, and then she's like, and also, you know, maybe I'm... Oh, what did she say? Um, and then, she, you know, Sheena kind of went in there. She's like, you know, no bashing or whatever. Um, but Kara was kind of saying, like, hey, I have a story. And um, she's like, you're manipulative. I know you have a story. And the little I've heard about you broke my heart. I haven't said anything nasty or judgy for anything. And expressing my own past isn't diminishing yours. Cool. Really good statement. I responded to your judgmental comments. We all have a story. And you don't know mine. And Dina's like, you have no fucking idea what I've been through or why I landed where I am blah 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 it's like okay are we gonna do the the mom card again like okay I'm not undermining Dana I'm sure she's probably been through more things too as everybody has as Lisa Vanderpump wraps up the season by saying that hey look we all have our fucking shit to deal with in life we all lose parents we all get married, we all fall in love, we all divorce, we all blah, 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 blah. It's just kind of like, I don't know, they're a little, at a little bit of a war on, I've been through this. No, I've been through this. You don't know. Well, you don't know. know. Yeah, it's like they're both trying to prove that they deserve to be there for, yeah, their their little stories or whatever. But I I just feel from Dana, you know, and this is just a feeling I get obviously, but I just I think she I think she's really hurt by like the fan by the viewers, the fans reaction to her. I think she thought that she was going to get a better reaction. I think she thought that this was going to be a more positive experience, especially that she kind of beat out Danica and Charlie for the top girl spot. I think she thought that you know and she's kind of friends with the OGs like she was in a good position and I think it really shocked her to see that people were still kind of not in her words vibing with her so um I I think that she's a little bit bitter about that and then you know to add salt to the wound Kara comes on the scene and 
like the people kind of react to her you know not it wasn't I wouldn't say it's more positive than how they react to Dana but it was she got a reaction you know what I mean and so I think that that's she's watching that and she's like well what the heck like I'm likable too like I've I've been through stuff like how is she any different than me I I really think that's how she's acting but the thing is is She's not likable, and it's not just my opinion. I've heard so many different people say it, fans, podcasters. They're like, we're not really vibing with you. You're not really likable. Maybe you're likable in person, but, you know, sometimes that doesn't translate to film. And I'm not saying she did anything wrong, but I'm not the only person that's been saying we've been fast-forwarding through scenes. When I watch this show the second time, I'm like, oh, yeah, I don't need to see this again. I'm fast-forwarding through her and Max. Well, I don't care. I'm bored. The biggest, I feel like we are absolutely allowed to have an opinion now that this was the season eight finale. We have seen 20 episodes um, introducing Dana, Max, Charlie, and Danica, and, you know, really getting in there with their love triangle and learning more about each of them. And by the finale, literally nothing is tied up in a nice little package for me they still they started with a problem and they ended with the problem like I don't understand why I had to drag through like it's like I was just being drugged through the mud for the whole season just to be right back where I was with Dana like nothing has been resolved and with people that we don't know and we're not invested with and, and don't I, really and care I don't, about. Yeah, I don't feel any big dick energy, nor do I care. I don't care about Brett. Like, um, And I, I haven't I, felt know, any charisma from Dana. Like, as little pieces that Charlie and Danica had, whether you love them or don't, the little pieces I've had, I'm like, oh, there's a little charisma or there's something funny. I've just, I felt no joy at all even during comedy hour I've felt no joy or oh I really like her I've just felt like drained and like negative like you're sucking the life out of me it's you're like, it's, like, yeah. it's like all of the cast members are, are hanging in our closet and we're going through them and we're like have you sparked joy and you you take it out of your closet you hold it you feel it and you're like have you sparked joy am I going to wear you again no let's let's move on from this that's, Did you read that uh, Vulture article? Um, I think so. So he was basically saying how it needs to, you know, evolve oh, or change yeah, yeah, yeah. or whatever. Mm-hmm. But basically he was like, you know, we can do without Max and Brett. Obviously, pretty general consensus around the world. Um, and they go, we can, we're willing to give Danica and Charlie another chance. And he goes, Dana could be saved okay all right you could be saved we're not trying to get you fired i just if i'm like like you said the hangers i'm going through my hangers and my dresses like nope 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 and i'm like "Mm, you can pass you can pass i'm like oh i'll pull this one out maybe and i'll hang it up on my door like this is a maybe and i'll hang up charlie and dana this is a maybe and then dana i'd probably just be like "Mm, scoop by I don't necessarily need it. I'm not opposed if she comes and back. You know what? I'm just... 
I don't let, need it. And let me tell you what I do with that. When I when I scoop past Dana and I put her back into my closet, what happens is is she hangs there for the whole rest of the year with her tag still on and everything. And I'll walk by her and I'll go, oh yeah, I forgot that I had that. But then like I just I know it's just not quite working. And then it will be time for the next clean out of my closet. And I'm like, gosh, this is the second year I've done that. Like, it's time to go. Let's move. (laughs) Let's give it to someone that can use it. You know, and I feel like, um, yeah, I feel like that's how Max felt. And that's how I feel. Yeah. You know what? You know what I would have liked? I would have liked if like the Brett character was like a gay man. And we got like, I would really like to get a true West Hollywood feel or bisexual into the show like like there is the the vibe in West Hollywood is unlike anything in the entire world I would even say like it is amazing and the fact that like there is none of that going on on the show still just baffles my mind like maybe we would like to see some different sort of love triangles maybe we would like to try something different maybe we would like to hear people speak differently you know like whatever it is that you know can like why do we have to have the same of everything it's like we're embracing ariana and dina's and somewhat lala's we're bisexual we're gender free okay but why haven't they shown that in a man james i understand it's denying it so cool you do you but it didn't have to they didn't have to cast Brett from New Jersey off YouTube they could have went with a working person in the restaurant that is either gay or bisexual so that would have been an interesting little twist like oh he was bi he was dating Dana and he's like by the way I'm bi and then there's and, that yeah, twist and by the way I'm going oh I would that now that would be interesting if she's like I don't know if I'm going to get a call on Friday night or if Joe's going to get a call like that I would yeah. love that and like Jojo the twerker at Tumble. yeah yeah <laughs> or one of the Logans yeah I don't know I mean it's reality in WeHo if we're setting all of this up all these four restaurants um, in WeHo it's gay that's what it's world famous for the abbey's been around for what 60 years again i think it's just like another callback to um you know bravo and evolution media and what they think the quote-unquote women viewers of america want to see and i think that we're living in very sad times that they they choose to only show us what they're showing us like i think that we as women viewers are like ready for something more and I I wish that they were willing to take those risks or the network was whatever it is that's holding them back like I feel like we're ready like and why aren't they because clearly Bravo has Reza and his husband on Shaw's they have Jeff Lewis and his husband Gage or X or whatever like clearly these are Bravo shows and then the Dragalicia show all the drag shows and Mm -hmm. you know it's like obviously the audience is okay with that and you are in the center of WeHo you center your show around gay pride like how about your show represents that too doesn't have to be all that but maybe one small element of reality it's just weird how they just yeah it is yeah well all right so before okay 
kind of touch social media. Anything on social media before we get to birthdays and then the episode? Um, no, I mean, I do, I do have like a couple of things that I wanted to talk about that I'm super into right now. Um, I am super into, oh, I just did Babyfoot. Have you ever heard of Babyfoot? So Babyfoot is a thing that you like, um, you get it off of Amazon or wherever, I don't know, but since no stores are open, Amazon, and um, you, it's like this little like booty, you put it on your feet, and it's like, it's like some goop that goes on your feet, you leave it on there for an hour, and then you rinse it off, and in five to seven days, like your, um, your skin is supposed to like peel off and reveal, you know, like new soft feet, so I'm on like day almost five and I've had no peeling so I'll let you guys know if it works um I'm kind of in lieu of getting a pedicure yeah or or, I mean like my I I don't know it's probably because like my pregnancy and everything like the back of my heels are kind of cracked you know like they say that like I don't know extra weight or something like will make your heels like grow my heels are gross in the back so have you tried um, Vaseline no, it's it's worse than that. Like, it's, like, past the Vaseline lotion phase. Okay. Well, I'm just going to tell you, when I was little, and my, and I still remember it so bad, they were crevices. Super, super bad. My mom would pet Vaseline, and then I have to wear gloves to bed. I'm saying maybe a little Vaseline and wear socks to bed and do it overnight. Okay. Just, just an idea. All right. You know, Lala swears by that, too. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, I'm glad that Lala was able to get her injections during um, this pandemic. That was oh. nice to hear that she was able to get in to see Dr. Diamond. And, you know, she was a little inconvenienced by some of the questions that the office asked, like, where have you been? Have you been doing this or that? But she made it through and got her injections. I was thinking, what questions could they possibly be asking her? Because she probably did everything that they would possibly be concerned with. Like, have you been traveling? Yes, she has. Have you stayed anywhere other than home? Yes, she has. Like, I'm sure that she ticked off, like, a lot of the things that maybe would, like, raise a red flag, but she still got her stuff done, so. Yeah, they were traveling on the RV. She's been in Utah several times. She's been to, Um, you know, the montage several times. She's been at at the swimming pool. She's been. Malibu, yep. So. (sighs) Yeah. Um, But. Sheena, Sheena also got. I think it was just today or yesterday as things start to open up safely, got her Botox. Like, don't think she... I've been seeing her live stories. I don't think she needs it, but I guess... I I know when you start doing that stuff, people feel like they need to keep doing it. I didn't think she looked like she needed it, but whatever. To each her own. Yeah. Um. I don't... It, it's starting to really piss me off, things that people are doing. Like, because it's just bothering me like I'm not able to do certain things so why do these other people think that they can like it's it's turning into like one of those things where it makes you just want to be like F it like I guess I will go do it because it's not fair like I again I went onto a hotel website and it says the only way you can stay here is if it is essential like a like an essential business thing 
or if you have a housing problem due to coronavirus. So how on earth is Randall really? and Lala? Yeah. How are they able to stay in a hotel? Or how have they been? I think it's um, so the Hyatt's still closed, but I have friends coming down to stay at the Pasea. Um, but it's a very strict. I'm like, oh, the pool's open. Oh, but only if you stay there. Only two people, wristbands, small, whatever. But I did get the notification from the casinos. Um, you know, some open this week, and then the ones you know we go to are opening Friday. But it's all like no pool, no spa. Um, oh, I loved uh, Agua. They're like we have. Anytime you go to a slot machine, we have a personalized sanitation team to come. I'm like, well, that works great for me, but it doesn't work great for my friend and maybe not you because, you know, my friend, she hops around every five seconds trying yeah. to find the one that mm -hmm, hits. Mm -hmm. I like to, like, set up shop for a little bit. I'll spend, you know, 20 minutes at a machine. So that works for me. But I don't know how it works for the machine hopper. Um, but, yeah, there's just... And, and also capacity they're they're pulling away chairs like airplanes oh a dream time to fly all the middle seats are blocked out I'm like I want to go fly right now because I know I won't have to sit next to anyone this is just how I generally feel I'm like this is great I want to fly but then you have to fly with a mask I'm like I can barely wear a mask in the grocery store for five minutes I'm like uh yeah you know, and I don't go, I'm not saying I'm not wearing masks, people. Don't freak out. I am at home and I walk outside, work out outside, like away from people. So the only time I have to wear a mask is, you know, I do it in the grocery store, but I just stop kind of going. Yeah. I don't, I don't really need to go and it's fine. And, you know, there's a little the convenience marts when they have the plexiglass and you're in there for literally 30 seconds if I need half and half or something it's like it's real quick but exactly like I'm not trying to go search out some spas to like get a pedicure or anything it's like mm, if anything I've realized everything I can do without gyms pedicures yeah yeah it's true facials, it's do your true own. it's true I mean it, it sucks for all the businesses, but I think we're all figuring out going back to basics. And, you know, you can just do all this shit at home. But, yeah, I agree. It's like some people are pushing it. Yeah. And... Well, then, it, it, you know, it, it comes down to, you know, personal preference. Like, you know, are you okay with, you know, traveling to a hotel right now? Like, are you willing to take that risk and making that decision for your family or whatever it is? You know, and that's, it's up to everybody. But I just, I feel like it needs to be fair across the board that that's available to everyone, you know, and that you don't have to lie to make that happen or something. Like, it's yeah, um, just things yeah, like I, that, you I, know. I definitely, I definitely know that wasn't, you know, here it's a little different. I definitely know that wasn't the case because my friends that are going there are very like, you know, cautious, rule abiders, take it serious, like literally didn't leave their house for two months. Because like, I mean, as far as like even like a couple of weeks ago, you still couldn't even Airbnb without being an essential worker. Like you, you, like they would absolutely question you. You could lie, you know, but like, so it's just, it's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, we all just need to, yeah, have some respect, but 
totally. the beach thing I don't understand um, I understand it in certain certain beaches um, I definitely understand it with spring break and all that Florida stuff um, I, I, I still see kids around just the teenagers don't care the young 20s mm-hmm. they don't care they're just all like packed together but like when I have walked along the beach it's like no there's so much space that you can absolutely take your you know the people you live with down there and be so far away from people and you know the ocean's detoxifying and whatever but uh, yeah some people push it and then yeah I mean, I, yeah, I, my biggest thing, like, I, I will feel uneasy until they announce, like, what's going on with school and what the plan is for that. Like, I, I mean, trying to yeah. keep our kids at home has just been, like, the biggest pain. Like, if I, if I yeah, like, the kids being inside is just crazy. Oh, so. so the other day, so I went back. So you guys, Holly and I went to this school to watch the Thunderbirds, and we did it from a safe distance, but... She was thinking about going to the beach. I'm like, hey, come to the school where I run the stairs. There's nobody here. This little girl rolls up to me on her scooter. Hi, I'm I'm blah, blah, blah. Anyways, I saw her again. And then remember I told you, I'm like, uh, she wanted to follow me. I'm like, uh, I feel like your mom's going to think I'm a weirdo. Like, no, yeah. no, no, <laughs> go that way. Anyways, I saw her again. She's like, oh, no, we see you got you here every day running the stairs. And I, I instantly recognized her. I'm like, hey. Mackenzie, what's up? Oh, that's and, uh, so funny. And her and her brother had already waved me down. He's like, hey, hi. You know, uh, we keep our distance. But then I did talk to the mom. She's like, no, she's like that. I'm like, well, be careful of that. She's very friendly. But, you know, you keep your distance. She's like, no, it's great here because we don't have much of a yard. And they're learning to ride their bikes and their scooters and blah, blah, blah. But there's no one around. And I'm like, yeah, it's better than the beach where people are. There's more people. So, when I showed you that, I'm like, it's still like that every day. You can totally have your kids practice. Yeah, we already went back. Like, we went on um, oh. Sunday or something. It was awesome. Chad thought it was really cool. Um, <laughs> the Okay, and then I have been... There's three shows that I have binged, and I mean, Sarah knows this. I do not watch any shows, so for me to do that is like a really big deal. So I binged in one day Selling Sunset. Have you ever watched that, Sarah? Mm-mm. Oh my god! It was I. One day I watched it. Now, mind you, there wasn't a ton of episodes, but I binged it in one day. I was cleaning out my closet. Done. Um, it's with um, like these these girls, you know, work at a real estate office, um, and you know, in West Hollywood, and it's awesome. It was so good. Chris Shell is on there, you know, who is friends with Brittany and Jax and the Vanderpump Rules people. Um, she's married to Justin Hartley, who is on This Is Us. Excuse me. Mm. She was married to Justin Hartley. They just got a divorce. Um, And the new season comes out on Friday. And it was just really interesting to watch that because Chriselle is from Kentucky, like Brittany. And the similarities between those two are something else. So um, that was, like, really interesting to see that she kind of took on a very Brittany-esque character in the reality show. So I thought that was interesting. It's also produced by the guy that produced The Hills. So it has fun music. It's very, you know, it gives you the same feeling of The Hills of wanting to know where the kind of the cool spots are and, you know, just giving you that every reason why you would want to be in L.A., you know? 
Does she have the same accent or is an exaggerated one? It's not as exaggerated, but she, um, it does come out. You'll and not as bad as Britney's, but maybe in season two it's going to come out more. I don't know. <laughs> um, and then I watched. Um, it, what is it? Tiny fires everywhere, little fires everywhere, whatever that oh, Reese Witherspoon wanting, one is. Yeah, I've been wanting to watch that. I finally finished the other one, Big Little Lies, with Reese and Nicole Kidman. Yeah. Um, I finally finished that, so I've been wanting to watch Little Fires, but instead I switched back to Ozark because everyone's like, season three is fire, so I had to finish season two, which I did over the weekend, so now i got to start season three. Okay, yes. Little fires everywhere was like... I I was like devastated when was you know like when a, a, a season ends and you're like oh. I, I, what what am I gonna it's like it was like um the end of Hunger Games like I, I can't do this like I need something else like I I need more that's how I felt about Little Fires Everywhere and then um, but will there be more or is it just yeah a- I'm sure and then okay. I watched Outer Banks um because people said that was just as good and. It is just as good, super fun, and I'm making my parents watch it right now, and they're very upset by it, but um, they like it too. Oh, wow! I just can't keep up. Yeah, those are—they're really good, though. All of like, I mean, if it can keep my attention, you know, it's good. <laughs> I just—I know everyone's like, "Oh, we've run out of shows." I'm like, I just can't keep up. Like, my life isn't—I'm really—the only thing that's really changed is like. Not going to the gym, but I'm spending as much time working out as going to the gym. So I'm like, I'm still as behind as I always have been. So I feel really behind on all this show thing. And everyone's like, we don't have any more TV or shows. I'm like, well, I do. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, good for you. I did want to, it's good to know. I wanted to watch The Little Fires, but now I, I just wrote down this other two. So cool. Yeah. All right, we have some birthdays this week. A lot of them. Okay. May. Like, what is happening nine months before May? Is yeah, what is it? Like September or something? No. I don't know. Something's going on. But a lot of May birthdays. We had a lot last week. We have a lot this week. So, um, happy birthday, Jamie Lynn, on May 22nd. Happy birthday, Rochelle. R. W. May twenty fourth. Happy birthday! Uh, I'm gonna save the my favorite for the last. You're all my favorites, but I'm a little special place for the last one. Um, I'm just jumping ahead because I know we'll be back next week. Because next week, you guys, is not the reunion. It's secrets revealed. <sighs> but as you guys know, we always do recap that too. But I'm just going to finish out the month. So Eileen R. G. is the 31st. Allie P. is the 30th. She turns 35 in New York City in quarantine. Feel for you. Chelsea N. C. is May 29th. Trisha K. We see you a lot in the group. May 26th. Um, let me just double check. Carolyn S. See you a lot. May twenty eighth, and my favorite OG, and I say OG because she's like the OG of Vanderpump, but she's the OG of Vanderpump Rules Party Podcast. Been with us from day one. 
I remember being in St. Louis at a casino going, I got to get away from this casino. I'm spending too much money. I want to go experience local culture. Where should I go? And she told me where to go. And um, so May 24th is the famous Maggie M. Happy birthday, Maggie. 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 <laughs> and her food posts are like, I always salivate. So I hope that you get someone to make the food you make for you and have a great birthday. Oh, she's killing the weight loss game, dude. Oh, she deserves it. Yeah, like, good she's job. She's making... I'm like always screenshotting her Instagram posts like, oh, I'm going to I mean, try this. you know when someone's like making it, like when like they're truly making like a lifestyle change and like everything's changing when they start making their own food and like making it work in their life. Like that is such an indication like that, you know, like you're you're into it. Like I love seeing that because it's like it's so inspiring that, you know, like yeah. you, you, you can do it. Like you absolutely can do it. But they still have fun, and they still have that, like, yeah. I mean, like that's what I mean. Like yeah. it's it when once you get it into your life, you're good. Yeah, for sure. So I hope you all have a great birthday, all you Tauruses out there. Um, right now, there you know Aries and Taurus. Oh, maybe a little spillover of Pisces. We all got a little screwed, but we're all um, bonded together for life. And hopefully next year will be a better year for all of us. But we're all making the best of it. Mm -hmm. um, I did hear uh, Kenny and Tom said they're trying to have a baby. And Stassi pretty much is, I think she's pretty much rolled out. Like October Rome's not going to happen. So they may all do their pregnancy pack thing. Um, I know Kristen was on something saying, I don't know whether... If they're not friends with me just because Carter or maybe because I'm not part of the pregnancy pact. I was like, Kristen, they're not, not friends with you because you're not part of the pregnancy pact. Like, come on. No, but, but when, when she said that, Chad was like, there's a pregnancy pact? And I'm like, yes. Yeah. So I was happy that she exposed that for people that maybe don't know. You know, like, no, there really is. Mm-hmm. And there, mm -hmm. all, there has been for a long time. <laughs> well, we know Brittany's been trying and... uh yeah, we'll see how that rolls out. Yeah. Um, still curious on, you know, because I think Stassi's going into that brain right now. And I'm like, okay, well, cool. You do you. But just know this is going to impact your tour podcast that you rescheduled. and My favorite, yeah, my, my favorite comment that she made, she's like, might as well. I mean, like you take off time for pregnancy anyway. So I guess this is like a, a pretty good time. It's like, <laughs> oh. I personally didn't take off any time for pregnancy. I worked, you know, two days before I gave birth. But, yeah, whatever your deal is, Dossie, cool. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know a lot of people are like, we can't wait. It's mothers out there. They're like, we can't wait for that awakening. Yeah. It's something that, yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> it's going to be so good. <laughs> oh. As the bow is not already <laughs> emasculated enough. Yeah. I didn't know this was <laughs> Oh, I just can't wait. Okay, anything else or should we jump into the episode? Let's jump in. <clears throat> so we're back at Sir with the typical everyone's clocking in. Brett hugs Dana again. These are like fast forward moments, and meh. 
Um, Jahalis Jackson's pool party. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah, it was great. Was it, though? As Charlie would say, was it, though? Um, they both complained about Sheena interfering. Um, and Dana's like, Ugh. I mean, yeah, it's strong when he said I, I didn't have feelings for me, but, like, I know he has feelings for me. He just didn't say that. He said the opposite, but I know he does, and it's fine. It's fine. It's like, okay. Sure, Jan. I feel like, um, like in the last couple seasons, we've made fun of like the way that Raquel speaks. Like she's like a robot that's about to like malfunction. But I, I truly think that if we're pointing out someone who has like a weird, like kind of like speech, uh, cadence yeah it's like amy dana. Did it. it's dana it's it's not raquel has actually improved raquel sought an acting coach or something a dialect coach because she improved but yeah. even when even before it was at least interesting because she'd be like well oh james it was like it was shaky it was yeah it was like shaky or something it was like james yeah <laughs> whereas uh james just like, like i mean we could say like that about Kristen but like we're interested in what Kristen's saying so it's a little different it's like oh Tom Tom uh, Dana's like yeah I dated Max I dated Brett so what about it and then then, get over yourself or Kristen would be like yeah I dated you know like it's just different and then I just feel like every second she's trying to throw in a word that's funny and then it ends up not being funny and so then it's just frustrating all over again like for instance how she says the jankiest high horse like ugh, ugh. <laughs> it's like good one good one yeah, you really good. got him yeah you really- like i feel like you're on a high horse well you're on the jankiest high horse it's like oh like, like way to slam. take yeah way to take his high horse analogy and then like like ruin oh, it nailed it yeah <laughs> janky high horse Ooh, yeah. why'd you have to go that yeah low <laughs> That's exactly what he is. He's on a janky high horse. Good one. And then he like randomly is like, don't forget, I hired you. It's like, well, hey, you really didn't. The producer she met at the Mondrian after like not fucking Peter um, did. And we've heard that from different people. Okay. Just saying. Uh, she was cast. She was cast like Brett was cast. So not so much. Uh, Brett or Max but still don't forget who like what, that just came out of nowhere it's like what does that have to do with your relationship he was he was, win- he was winning the whole argument until he said that and it was like until Max I was rooting for, we were all rooting for you I was for once in my life I was rooting for him and Me I'm too. siding with him until he said that and again his stupid power trip yeah and and then he's like well, we all saw his confessional bedroom with, like, the mattress on the ground and the the fucking clothes and shoes all skedaddled everywhere. But then he's like, yeah, I live with a roommate. And it's like, cool. There's nothing, like, that's normal. You're 27. You live with a roommate in Los Angeles. But he's like, he's always on such a power trip and how he, oh, maybe he owns part of Tom Tom. It's like, yeah, but you're living with the roommate with a mattress on the floor with your clothes shoveled everywhere it's like are you winning though i don't know yeah just don't say those things and we'll root for you like we've all gotten even past your stupid immature racist tweets like 
no, we haven't gotten past them. We want you off the show. But you know what? For a minute there, we were kind of like, you know what? That is fucked up. Yeah. Like, I get his point on the friend thing. Like, I got it. But don't ruin it. So, you know, you just... Whatever. Yeah, and I, I wasn't yeah, and I wasn't even shaken by the fact that he slept with five girls in five weeks. Like I, I like um Dana was like so appalled by that. I really wasn't. It didn't bother me. And then he had to go and say, uh, well, I, I hired you. It was like, ooh, that, that killed it for me. Because like Jax wasn't sleeping with five girls in five weeks this entire series. I just I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Like if if that's what he wants to do, then go ahead. And if that's what Dana wants to do, go ahead also. Like it's not who am I to judge and who is she to judge? You know, right. it's like and, and really him, that's like one a week. It's not like one every no, day. No, and it's like and to call him a <laughs> sex addict, it's like I'm sorry, that's kind of rude. Like maybe he, you know. No, if you go back to earlier seasons, Jax was saying different girl, different night every yeah. night. It's a different yeah. girl. That's a problem. I'm not saying five girls in five weeks is ideal, but like, wait, what show are we watching? Have you guys, do you know who you're talking to here? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I'm also annoyed with the fact that I, um, like this entire season, this is like another editing problem that I had, is because the new people had to like quickly descend upon us and we had to you know learn their love triangle as quickly as possible with having zero backstory zero zero interest in them or like it just didn't make sense the other thing that really bothered me was um anytime someone was having a conversation especially with sheena somebody's always rushing into the conversation which is very unnatural and and makes it shows us that it's fully scripted like sheena and brett were having a conversation they're hashing out what was going on and who has to run up and interrupt dana and it's like stay out of it like I mean, okay, that's my problem here. She's accusing Kara in Las Vegas of running up trying to get in the shot. Well, both Danica and Dina. Oh, she's trying to get in the camera shot. Dina, you're in every conversation out in the alley, in the bar, in Sir. You keep injecting yourself into this conversation. So, who's camera hungry? You're accusing Kara of doing the exact same thing you're doing every single episode and all I had like um, to me Dana's biggest uh, sin to me and like why I'm not team Dana this season is um, the disrespect that she showed Sheena this entire season is was like completely unearned like it it didn't um, by her disrespecting Sheena in every scene it didn't make me laugh it didn't make me go, oh, Stassi and Katie sure are going to like this. Like, it was, it just seemed like out of left field. Like, why would you treat Sheena like that when she's literally done nothing to you unless you've studied the show and you know that some people dislike Sheena? Like, it, it just, it made no sense. And, like, to me, I feel like that was the biggest thing that she did was, like, the just blatant disrespect that she showed Sheena. Well, and, she and did OG watch the show. Over. She she's one of the few people that said they did. She did watch the show, knew it, studied it. So she's probably thinking much like Brie Dillinger. Oh, if I do the the henchman work for 
the, the, the mafia, which would be the witches of Wehio, they will love me and accept me, and I'll have a guaranteed spot in. If I do, if I like this Sheena, they're going to love it, and they'll take me in. Yeah. Which well, did kind of happen. Yeah, it, it worked. Yeah. But, I mean, I'm... I'm pretty much ready to like laugh at a joke that anybody tells about any of the cast members if it's funny. And for some reason, like none of those hit for me. Like I, I, I love laughing at Sheena. It's like I, I, I think she does really funny things. And to me, none of like those little things she did were funny. Yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> so then Sheena's talking to Brett at the little stand or whatever. Um, she's like, what's the smirk for? And he's like, oh. well, it's just like, you know, y- you said you give me a blowjob. She's like, that was a joke. You're a piece of meat in a video. Like, get over it. Like, exactly. Thank you. Yeah. But, uh, but and he's like, well, I feel like you were bothered with Dina. And, and then he's like, I mean, he's over Dina. He's been sleeping with five girls. Uh, I just love this part. Peter in the back. Jesus, man. Really? <laughs> Peter, a main cast member, yeah, got got his scene scenes stolen. <laughs> I mean, if Peter thinks that's bad, if Peter is like, oh, I mean, then it it must be something. Then uh, Dana really is onto something with thinking that this is wrong. <laughs> <laughs> so Dana, and then she she has like she, her little confessional. Max did me dirty. But like how? So here's the thing. She thinks Max Max did her dirty by her own words. Okay. So you by your own admission on the show to Max, you told him you overreacted once you realized the uh lunch meeting was at the casual Jones and not the fancy Jones. You realized you were wrong. And she called the meeting with Max to say, I was wrong. I overreacted. I didn't realize it was the lunch Jones and not the dinner Jones. But then when he was like, nah, I'm still good on not getting back together. Well, now you hate him again. And now he's at fault. So which is it? Did he do you dirty? Because you just went back to Tom Tom and, and said, oh, you didn't do me dirty. I realized I overreacted. It was the wrong Jones. My bad. But when he said, you know what? I think, cool it. I'm good. Let's call it a day. And she's like, I'll call it a day. I'll call it a day. Blah, blah, blah. But it's like, now you hate him and think he did you dirty. So I'd like, I'm no Max fan, but how did he do you dirty when you already forgave him and said you overreacted, but now since he didn't want you back, now he did you dirty. That's just weird. Yeah, like, again, like nothing was resolved, and like truly, like the character of Dana did nothing to. Like I, I'm not on her side because I don't care. No, like I, don't I and, care. and I'm not saying that like like I'm like a mean like jealous girl or something like. I, I don't know what happened. I don't know, like, what was missing. But there definitely was, like, a missing link in the connection between uh, her and the audience. Because it just, it didn't happen. Okay, well, I'm going to tell you. So, I never listened, because we usually do this right after the show. And today, I went on 
did my stairs and you know because like the last few weeks Danny Pellegrino hasn't released anything on Vanderpump and then all of a sudden like I came up and I was like oh it's the morning and he had something and I don't normally listen to podcasts until like I don't know three four days after we do it because I'm just prepping and working and blah 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 well I listened to his and he said he and you know he's beloved by everybody so you know people that hate us Danny is beloved by everybody right he said he kept fast forwarding all the scenes he doesn't care he's not invested he doesn't hate he doesn't hate Dana he's not a fan of Max and Brett like us but he doesn't hate her he's just he goes I'm not interested I keep fast forwarding through the scenes so I'm not going to recap it because I don't even know what happened because I don't care wow so we're not we're not being mean this is a beloved podcaster and personality that you know he gets great interviews with huge people but for him so you're not saying anything that you know other people haven't said and so we're not being bitchy we're just speaking for the people I mean I I, I get like I I feel I think I keep speaking on it because I feel like like as a you know I've been we've been doing this podcast for so long I I want to give the new people a shot of course and I just feel like I have you know it's 20 episodes I have tried 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 with Dana and the connection isn't there between us you know it's just it's just not happening she's she's had the most airtime and the connection still isn't there right we have more of a connection to Danica and Charlie where Mm -hmm. you whether you love them or hate them they're a little bit more dynamic um I think maybe Danica got a little bit more airtime than Charlie, so I would like to see more on both. But that's the thing. Leave them wanting more. We want to see more on both. I don't really want to see more of Dana. Yeah. So don't hate her. I just, I'm not connected. I don't yeah. care. The others, I'll still give them a fair shot. Um, and maybe, I don't need I don't to know. see more Brett. I don't need to see more Max. But I'm, oh, I'm willing to see more Danica and Charlie. Like, I'd actually like to. And I, I feel like if um, if we would have only seen Dana in the same moments that we saw Charlie and Danica, we may be saying something different. We may be saying, I don't know, I, I might want to see a couple more scenes with Dana. But because we got so many, like I'm definitely not left wanting more. I saw what I needed to see, and it's it's a no for me, dog. Yeah, I'm le- I'm left wanting less. Yeah, yes. And it's same with Lala. I, I have comments on that oh. coming up too. Oh my god. And also, since I did listen to Danny, same, same. He's like, you know what? I don't think she really is relevant to the show anymore. She doesn't really bring anything. She doesn't need to be on the show. Would the sh- would we- any of us miss her if she wasn't on this season at all? Absolutely not. She brought nothing. And I don't care about I know she said in the after show like, "Oh, I realize I need to bring more." It's like no, you don't need to bring more to try and manufacture more because then that's fake. That's like you're trying to do a scene and we can see through that. So, you know what? I think maybe your time's up and um, you're just not, you don't bring anything. We don't need you on the show. In fact, I'm going to go on on a crazy ass fucking limb and say based on the last couple episodes, I'd rather Katie stay than Lala. <laughs> Yeah, I said it. Wow, wow, um, wow. That That's 
mentioning it all. Wow. Katie and Schwartz can easily go. Jax and Brittany Brittany can easily go. However, like you've said the last couple episodes, well, Jax is bringing it back like season crazy one, two, three, Jax. All right. Yeah. I hate him. Don't want to support anything about that. But at least there's something to talk about. Yeah, there's nothing right. to talk about with Lala. Right. Lala, it's not even like we don't like you. Well, we don't, but you're just not interesting enough to talk about. There's nothing relevant. You're just, as as you say, oh, what's her name? Charlie, Carly. Oh, and she, she says this all the time on the after show and on her podcast. I don't know any of the newbies' names. I'm like, oh, well, you sure should knew Danica's name in the season finale. Danica! I'm like, oh, you did know her name. So it's just all a fake little... I, who? Who? I don't know their names. I don't know their names. I've never met them. It's like, well, you knew her name at the party, didn't you? I mean, Lala has always like maintained that she is hood and street and a gangsta. Let me tell you something that Tupac would have never done, um, and that's snitch. He would have never snitched, and Lala snitched in this episode, so she is not gangster. And um, the fact that she was like, Danica pushed, was like, are you kidding me? Like, <laughs> even even when um, Stassi had a chance to lay Lala out and say, it was Lala that said it, did Stassi snitch? No, she didn't. She kept her mouth shut and said it wasn't me. She did not say it was Lala. She kept her mouth shut and she let someone else figure it out. But she did not run and be like, it was Lala. Yeah, kind of like what Ariana said about Stassi when she's like, I choose to believe her because she does tend to own the things she says. Mm -hmm. And Stassi also did not snitch on Lala Stassi was across the table from Lala when she said what, when Sheena misconstrued what, Mm -hmm. Stassi didn't go, that wasn't me, that was Lala. Exactly. She she just said, that wasn't me, I didn't say that. Exactly, like a gangster. Yeah, so Stassi can stay. Yeah, but the gangster in the room, Lala, crumbled. Like, (laughs) that's, you know, gangster 101, man. But honestly, like, really, would we have noticed if she was there or not there this season? No. Well, you know, I was, I have the, like, this whole thought on Lala, actually. Um, when did we really want Lala? We wanted her after she brought the drama. She told it like it was. She was giving them Lala. Then she ran away to Utah with her anxiety or whatever she was dealing with. And she hid. And and the fans, the viewers, were outcrying and saying, Give us Lala. We need Lala back to spit the truth. It's Lala and James. We need them. And then she came back and, um, you know, whatever. But she has... It was because the Mean Girl click reformed and then it became like the Meaner Girl Club. See, you always need the the villain and the underdog. And while we none of us agreed or signed up for the the words Lala and James said that that was horrific what they did at the Mondrian horrible I wish they would have done it in a different way and not like a body shaming way and disgusting way that they did it but at the same time it was like it created this dynamic of two different teams and underdog and the OGs and the the mean girl club and blah 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 
um, it was needed. Um, I don't think the delivery was great, but it, that dynamic was needed. But she doesn't provide that dynamic anymore. So. It was it was like as close to breaking the fourth wall back then that they could by saying things that mean and going after the OG cast members. Like it was like as close as we could get to feeling like, oh my god, they're saying like they're saying crazy stuff to them. Like they're not trying to be accepted into the group. They're going for them, and that's how they both acted. You know where. It was like, oh my, like they were literally gunning for them. And it was, it was a made for great TV, well, you know? And now, and that's why... now she's sober, not saying anything's wrong with that. But um, she also, her, you know, nose is lifted just so high. She views herself just at, almost equal with Lisa. Well, I feel like it's like she thinks that she's on Lisa's level as far as money and power and fame and. I just, it's not fitting in. It's, she's, she's, doesn't. And for her, this sobriety thing has nothing to do with this personality, with this dynamic. She is as bad as she ever has been or worse. So it has nothing to do with sobriety because she is terrible and awful and mean. She was to Raquel. She was, um, right now the sobriety thing is irrelevant as far as I'm concerned with Lala because she has acted as bad or worse yes. sober yes James James totally different story he but has I, not I just, acted yeah. terrible since being sober so the sobriety thing I, I'm pulling this out of the conversation because this has nothing to do oh no we don't want her on the show because she's sober not at all all yeah she's oh not just, at all she's just a, like no good for her that's great but that has not changed her personality in fact i think she's gotten worse which is which is great like i'm glad that it hasn't changed her personality i'm glad that like i want her to still be the lala that i originally but she loved. blamed she blames her uh past outbursts on yes. being drunk yeah and that's not true yeah, at it's, all it's just not it doesn't add up so then it she feels... was sober with Raquel she was sober with all these other outbursts that she did um well she did Raquel a couple times sober I just I had a problem with this episode I know I cannot believe how bad I'm jumping around but um on this episode too I had such a problem with this moment with between James and Randall how many moments have we had like this where he has to say sorry and I understand that for this one they didn't say it because they don't want to mention it but I felt like this time he was saying sorry for being on Fofty's side and laughing at those jokes and so he was apologizing for that for you know once again stepping out of line and laughing at Randall when he's not supposed to you know but I I, I feel like if we're gonna if James has to apologize for that then Lala also has to apologize to Raquel like why is Lala allowed to disrespect Raquel and James James isn't allowed to disrespect Randall. And Lala did it sober. James was still drinking when right. he did that shit. Right. And also, I, I'm i not buying this shit because I just saw her on something else and she's still popping up. Oh, on, on Twitter. I saw her popping up on Twitter. So, um, I'm sorry, the after show... Oh, I called up Raquel. I called up Sheena. I felt so bad. I felt sick after I did it. Oh, I felt sick. Well, this was filmed months ago when actually filming was a thing. 
oh, you only felt sick when it came out into the press and the episodes show, um, were shown and the after show was shown. Oh, suddenly you wanted Raquel and Sheena on your podcast. Well, that's really convenient timing since you filmed this three months ago. Why didn't you feel sick then after you said that shit? Did she say that on her own podcast, or I don't remember hearing that on the after show. About what? Calling. She felt sick after filming. Oh, on her on her podcast. Oh my gosh. Oh oh, it was a whole drawn out. I felt terrible. I couldn't sleep. I felt so sick and blah blah blah. I was like, oh, three months later, you did. Oh wait, three months later, it was shown. Okay, this smells like PR. Mm-hmm. So. Three months later, you want to apologize to Raquel and Sheena. Not right after. Not when you're done. Like, you're like, oh, shoot. You know what? I was popping off. I was in the moment, which we all know Sheena would have said, okay, I understand. You were in the moment. You popped off. You didn't, you said something you didn't mean. Oh, no. It was three months later. Same with Raquel. Three months later. So then she got him back on their podcast. Oh, and she said, you know, remember, Sheena's not interesting. And she's a slutty JoJo. Oh, I felt so sick after that. Well, why did you wait three months to reach out to Sheena? Um, she waited until after our podcast. Because remember, we talked about it with Sheena on our podcast. And mm-hmm. Sheena said she was not going to reach out to Lala. She was going to wait for an in-person. Well, then Lala reached out. Yeah, guess what? Because the press picked it up and reported on Sheena's feelings being hurt. Hmm, really? Did you feel that sick? Oh, wait, maybe you felt sick because you don't have people supporting you, fans. Your PR person is probably like, oh, it's not a good look. You should apologize. You should you should really, like, cry it up on your podcast. I feel really sick about what I said. Well, if you felt really sick about it, said, why was it on your podcast three months ago and said, I would like to have these people on? Like, I'm not buying it at all. All. It's all for press and PR and image. She doesn't give a shit. She meant what she said. She believes what she said. Oh yeah, she wants to be friends with these people for images, for image reasons and fan mm-hmm. reasons. Mm-hmm. I don't buy it. Yeah, I don't either. Calling bullshit. Yeah. But good on Raquel and Sheena for like just taking the apology for what it is and taking the high road something like as Ariana said to Jax you're not familiar with the high road but you know they are because it's in their best interest to do that and be gracious Mm -hmm. the way Randall was gracious with James you could tell Randall was so uncomfortable at first when James is like I'm really glad I'd see you and you could tell he was uncomfortable but he was trying to be gracious but then when James kept going on and on, you could tell, like, Randall does seem like a real forgiving guy, and he was very gracious. Yeah, I mean, everything that I have seen of Randall, like, as, you know, we're getting to know him more through, you know, his podcast content or on the show or whatever, I, I mean, I absolutely see what Lala sees in him. Like, he's a very, he's fun, he's positive, he's kind. Positive and- PC, I, although that IG story he did the other day, and he's like, bow, but he's back to his obnoxious voice, and I couldn't stand it. I'm like, I don't like Randall's IG stories, but I do, I have liked him on their podcast. I don't listen all the time, just if they have a guest on that I'm interested in, mm-hmm. um, but he, he doesn't like when Lala talks shit. He doesn't want to be a part of it. 
he doesn't diss the newbies. He actually says really kind, flattering things about the new people or anyone she's beefing with, like Sandoval or something. He's like, well, I think he did a great job. I think he's he should start a business for best men. Like he's very kind and gracious to even people Lala hates. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I like that about him. His IG stories still annoying as fuck. <laughs> Did you hear it the other day? Bow, bow. You didn't join it? Oh my god, that was horrible. It was back to that. Hello, happy Tuesday. But he's like, bow. I know you're listening, bow. And people were telling him. Bo and Stassi are grilling right now. They don't have their phones on them. I know he's listening, Bo. I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait. And it was just like that that voice. It's like, just, just like a trigger for me. It's like, ah, stop. I think it's a trigger for Lala, too, because I feel like sometimes she just blocks it out. Or, like, she'll hear her just be like, enough. You know, like, that, that's good. Like, I, I hear oh. her get frustrated, too. By the way, during that IG story, Katie was over. So, you know, they're not quarantining either. Oh, wow. Oh, and they were sitting right next to each other. Like, not six feet apart. They were, like, right next to each other. Mm-mm-mm. So, just so you know. <laughs> wow. I mean, yeah. It's all <laughs> relative. I'm not saying I haven't done that, but, like, I know who I'm... And also... This really has worked in my benefit. I, I sure hope you're appreciating this. It's like, no, I have seen people, but like people that have also been quarantined and were also sitting in the backyard, you know, chairs away. I don't know if it's actually six feet. It could be four, but they've been quarantined. I've been quarantined, whatever. And it's not a bit party. It's like two people, but um, they weren't two feet. You know, they were right next to each other. Um, I don't know. I'm just... I kind of lost my point there. <laughs> I was going to say something. Oh, shoot. Whatever. I'm not saying you can't do that. You're doing it safely. And I know Katie and Schwartz have been quarantined. I know she's been with Stassi. She's been, and you know, that's fine. Oh, I know. You and I love this, quor- not the quarantine thing, not the COVID thing, obviously. But I love the, um, that we don't have to. I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry (laughs) like Ramona I'm honoring the six foot rule no hugs no hugs no hugs no handshakes handshakes. it's amazing yeah it's amazing as I always complain at work like at trade shows people will hug my male counterparts I mean shake their hands and then they want to hug me I'm like this is really sexist and really like archaic but I'm also like you're also my customer or prospect so I'm like uh, so I do that, you know, the half tap that I do, but it's just like now I don't have to do that for legitimate reasons. I love and that, I just, and I love not standing close to people. Like, don't stand close to me at the store. Stay yep. away from me. Like, that's it, that's a huge and improvement. And the plexiglass, like they're even talking like at the casinos with like between places, or like I said, the airplane. I'm like, this is really working out in my benefit. Yeah. I am so prepared for this that I love it. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I'm not, don't people don't take things out of, I don't love this. I'm just saying I'm okay with it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm okay with the separation. I'm okay with the plexiglass. We've been social I'm, distancing our whole life. Let's put it that yeah, way. <laughs> yeah. We're prepared. We're prepared. <laughs> and I'm, I'm okay with it. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Not okay with the COVID. Just okay with the 
social distancing. <laughs> All right. Okay, so... Ooh, Villa Rosa? Yeah, so it's Max's first time to Villa Rosa. Now, I wrote in my notes, is that true? Um, I didn't care to go back and actually look, but um, I felt like that was not true, but whatever. Whatever. He's like, ah, oh, take it all in. And then Lisa comes out, and Tom's like, oh, Lisa, I missed you. Yeah, can we just not? We're mm-hmm. done with the mm-hmm. leg shaving. We're done with this whole thing. Just done. But then she's like, of course, isn't this like every episode? Well, the Hollywood Reporter, like it's like, you know, the New York Times or something. They're doing a profile piece on me, I guess. I guess. It's on me, not on anything else. It's me. And it's the Hollywood Reporter. What was the last time? It was like Beverly Hills, north of... Robertson adjacent magazine is doing a profile based on me. <laughs> like, yeah, it's just okay, Lisa. Cool. But anyways, I'm going to have everyone fly out, and it's just a photo shoot of everybody. Yeah, that's about it. It's an article on her. Can James DJ? Blah blah blah. Nothing interesting there. I'm looking up, I just looked up the Hollywood Reporter and uh, they, they did do a piece on her. It says, Lisa Vanderpump incorporated the art of leveraging reality TV and growing a modern Hollywood empire. And you know, freaking Jax is in his blue shirt and Brittany's standing there in her little dress. Like it's a different photo than what we see. And Lala's in like a different outfit too. Very, oh. very bizarre. Oh, so Lala's not in the Vanderpump Dogs t-shirt? No, she's in, like, a little, like, uh, lingerie piece with, like, some cut-up um, legs. I don't know. That, uh, that outfit she wore to the party? That horrible monstrosity? It doesn't look like that. Yeah, I think that is it. She's seated in... Well, yeah, because you can't see the full thing until okay. her ass. Yes, yes, that's it. Yeah, that's what she's sitting in. Oh, so they took photos, and then she realized, wait, you all look out of place. We should be consistent. And then, because Jax was in that blue shirt. Yes. Okay. <sighs> Sorry. Why? They flew Kara in from Vegas to be authentic, but then they have Brittany there. Brittany doesn't <laughs> fucking work it, sir. And then, okay, cool, Ariana, she changed out of her outfit to put on a sir. Okay, well, she's actually bartending there, technically. All right, Jax, really? Okay, technically. But, Brittany, you don't fucking work there. What the fuck are you doing there? Lala, you don't work at Vanderpump Dogs. Yeah. Get the fuck out of there. Yeah. It that really, was ridiculous. Yeah, it really was ridiculous. So... Then we have um, Tom telling uh, Lisa that Brittany and Lala were going after Katie. Um, so they, so oh, cause she's like, what about these dueling fuel parties? He's like, well, she's like, did you go to Jack's and Brittany? He's like, well, we were, but you know, then Brittany and Lala start going after Katie, and you know, Schwartz, you know how he always stands up for his wife. Well, he did actually last week, so I'll give him that. It's like so, we we just said no. We'll we'll go to Tom's, and again, I'm gonna give it to Schwartz for mm, not an MVP, but like a 
seventh runner-up for MVP for two weeks in a row, standing up for Katie, his wife. Cool. You're finally getting it. Maybe. Yeah, I'm noticing some things in Schwartz, too. And at the end, I have some comments about him, too. I was a little impressed with him. Like the like, after show stuff when he was like, he's not justifying Jax and he's justifying Sandoval. And he's like, he seems oh. to be having like a little more of an opinion lately. And it, it's, it's interesting. Well, you know, and he should, because if he wants to stick around, he fucking should. Because mm-hmm. otherwise him and Katie can go. Mm-hmm. Katie only saved herself the last week or two. They both could have gone. Again, if they weren't in the last 20 episodes, would any of of us have noticed? Don't think so. Mm -hmm. So they really don't need to be sucking up all that cash um, for nothing. But, okay, I'll give them a couple things here and there. They did give us a lizard funeral. I don't know. Nope, and we didn't need the Caesars thing. We didn't need any of it. Yeah. It was all dumb. All dumb. None of it. It all can go. And, you know, probably if we could have had an episode like, you know, last week or the week before um, and just been 12 of them, great. Instead of 20 and then like three good. Yeah. So... Oh my gosh. Um, let's see. Yes. Tom and Ariana go to the sugar spa to get like cellulite sculpting done. Definitely want to do that. The baby sculpt. Someone in our group posted a place in Newport Beach, Costa Mesa, on Newport Boulevard. You want to go when it's open? Mm, <laughs> no. <laughs> Who knows if it works? Yeah. But it seems like I'm any um all on board for anything non invasive. So it's like, okay, well look like they were just shove she's like, We're just shoving all these cells up to your ass. I'm like, Well, oh, okay. But don't really need it there either, but maybe. <laughs> yeah. And then I really was not on board with the facial Tom got. Like, basically, you know how I feel about this shit. I've had a facial one time and this bitch did nothing but run a jade roller over my face for 30 minutes and it's supposed to be like 60 or 80 like I usually try to get the long ones but it might have been a 60 or 50 minute I swear to god for 30 minutes she rolled a jade roller over my face I'm like bitch I can do this at home I have one in my freezer okay stop with that shit give me the treatments give me the masks give me the whatever don't fucking roll my face like in his case it was like a little wooden roller no I can fucking do that myself I'm not going to pay this money and spend this time for you to fucking roll some shit on my face I want the deep shit I want the exfoliation and the mask that eats my skin away fuck this on the rollers we can do that at home the only facial I've ever liked is on that one machine whatever that shit is called the hydro facial yeah that's that is good that's what I'm saying yeah yeah fuck that I'm not because I looked up the place and it wasn't cheap and I think Tom got ripped off and he can just do that at home or Ariana can do it for him whatever you don't need to pay money to have someone just roll something over your face i do it, it every fucking morning well it was the same tool it was the same popping thing you it was like it was popping on his face just like it was popping on her ass mm. 
I just like, saw the little roller. It was a little suction cup. Okay. Which, by the way, you can buy on Amazon. You can do it yourself at home. Mm, noted. <laughs> I saw that on, on TikTok, so there you go. Cool. Well, um, Ariana was saying how, you know, we all just don't have the patience for Jax anymore. And Tom was explaining how basically Jax expects like 200% of friendship work when he's only really willing to give like 10%. And that, that tracks. That's true. Mm-hmm. You know. Uh, um, yeah, they're they're still upset about the whole furniture. Anyone making fun of their furniture situation at home, which I get. It's like it's it's getting old. It's like mm-hmm. it's dumb, um, especially when like it like truly isn't that strange that you bought a big old house coming out of an apartment. Like, of course, it shouldn't be furnished. Not to mention, that costs a lot of money to buy a bunch of furniture. So I feel like to do it in a slower pace is, like, financially responsible. Um, But... Well, I've been thinking about moving, and I'm thinking, okay, look, if you go different places, you can get a bigger house. And I'm just like, well, what am I going to fill up those other rooms with besides, like, storage shit and files? I'm like, I don't necessarily need a bigger house, because I'm going to have to buy furniture that probably I'm going to like, use. It's just so it looks like it's not an empty room. So I get it. I'm sure they moved with what, you know, some shit, some necessities. They're bad. You know, maybe a makeshift table or maybe a couch, whatever. Like, that's all they actually need day to day as a couple until they figure out how they're going to do it. Well, and also, like, I mean, like, let's be honest. Like, each one of the the, the groups of the couples that bought houses like it was a really big step up from they they went living in an apartment you know a two-bedroom apartment to living in these like quote-unquote valley mansions like it's a really big difference it's a lifestyle change like for sure can we also point out how everyone made fun for so many years about sandoval and ariana or sandoval living in this ghetto apartment rent control which i think is brilliant and smart oh they just lived in the shitty apartment forever yeah because they were saving their money and they actually probably they're going to pay off their shit a whole lot faster than the rest of you guys but how come it's never a problem when Bo said oh i've been living in a rent con- the same rent control apartment for 15 years okay sandoval was like what seven or ten Bo's been living in the same rent control shitty apartment for 15 years. How come no one ever rips on that? I don't know. Because, uh, I mean. Because Bo's, cause Bo's a special hero. I mean, I never, I never like, thought that Bo lived anywhere nice, though. I would never think that. It, first, by looking at him. And second, because well, he's bankruptcy Bo. First, he's older than all of them. 15 years I mean oh but it's oh but rip on Sandoval because he lives in a shitty apartment he's like no he's being smart and saving his money and I'm I hella for sure he put a either way larger down payment or they got a way better mortgage rate than Jack's with his uh, tax lien or Stassi bad credit Schroeder you know Mm-hmm. I know she. I know she cleaned it up, 
But that shit, because I had friends that had, you know, as we all did, you know, when we were younger, that shit follows you so much farther than you think it does. So she's not that much older. Like, it's, oh, what, seven years? It was, what, season four when she came back and she said she couldn't rent a place because she had such bad credit. That's why she had to stay with Kristen. And then she finally found a studio in Venice, which she hates the West Side, but it's like a place that approved her because she had such bad credit. That's only four years ago. When you're buying a house, they go back seven to 10 to 15 years. So it's just she obviously was cash rich, so she could probably put down a huge amount and whatnot to counter affect that. But mm, I don't know. I'm I sure think they all did. I mean, I, like, like that's you know that's the cash and money and fame will stomp on all of that. You know, it doesn't matter. Yeah, she has the money now, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, it's crazy. I was I was actually thinking about that too. I started thinking about uh, Stassi's. You know, Lala has an attitude kind of of you know being like I said. Like I feel like she thinks she's like equal to Lisa, and um, Stassi um, sits there and is you know she lets Katie and Lala kind of say that you know Ariana and Tom are jealous of her. They're jealous of her fame. They're jealous of her success and things like that. Um, Oh, that was a killer on the after show when this, yeah. yeah, this newfound quote unquote fame for Stassi is new. This is new and it's something that um like I don't know that it will last. It kind of like pointed back at the comment that Kristen made of like they kind of they're like, Oh well Stassi has her podcast and her book and blah 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 but um like she really it this really is kind of like a new fame and success for her and it's a different type of fame that anyone has ever had on this show and you can tell that she she knows it like she knows it and everyone else knows it and it's this weird cloud that's like hanging over the room it's very bizarre well I but I do also think it's fleeting especially now I mean unfortunately for her with this momentum she had and you know sold out shows in bigger venues bigger venues but they all had to be canceled oh they're all for next year well I think the momentum will die I'm, no she's going to have her stands for sure but the momentum and the crowd is going to die down a bit I don't think it's going to keep the momentum that she had rolling absolutely I think it's absolutely going to interrupt that and the um, the reason that I feel like she had it was from her podcast and from those core fans that she gained that way and I don't know that she has done much to like hold on to those fans you know and like give them like especially during this time where I I don't know what else she has to give them like anything fresh or new or like I it'll be interesting to see how she reinvents herself or comes back from this because yeah like you said the momentum just got killed and um a lot of people have been bringing up that um you know, she's been squabbling with Bo during quarantine that it seems like there's been like a little bit of like a, a stress bubble around her. And I 100% think that, yeah, she's stressing out. She's like Bo sitting there doing all these little chores and like saying, come on, Stassi, just get into it. Like, look at I'm doing my little man cave and look at I have my lit method rower in the garage. 
he's doing all these little things and spending money. Meanwhile, she's sitting there thinking, holy shit, I have to pay for all of this stuff. I'm not done working. I still have to hustle. I still have to write this book. I still have all of this shit that I have to do. We still have to figure out how to film. The, I was banking on getting married and doing this wedding filming and everything's going into shit. Like it's in the shitter right now. Yeah, exactly what I was thinking was um, all the... Oh, Bo is thriving. Okay, wait a minute. So she said on tonight's episode, who uses the word thrive? All I've heard her say on her podcast is Bo is thriving. Bo is thriving. Oh, Jackie Schimmel, she's thriving. I'm like, so Stasi, you're the one that's using the word thrive and thriving. But I keep thinking... Of course, Bo's thriving because he's trying to kind of earn his rent, pay, yes. show, show his worth. He's like, look, Stassi, I'm going to... Make your meal. I'm going to improve your house. I'm going to... I'm going to, I'm paying my rent through manual labor, basically. Yes, yes. And... But at the same time, he's spending the money to get all these things. Yes. And I would be stressing out if I was her... 1000% especially now that the money isn't coming in anymore yes um, we don't know if they're going to film if they are going to film it's going to be limited her wedding which is probably going to be a big payoff is not going to happen filming wise anymore the podcast tour is on hold yeah she's working on a second book but how many people okay are as many people going to buy the second book probably not yeah, I um, I think this is where like the interesting part like of is Stassi the brand going to be able to like pivot from this? Like, I don't know. I don't know. Um, yeah, I don't know how many of you know her fans are gonna stick with her through that. I'm sure a lot of them will, but I don't know where it goes from there. Like, I I, I can't see. Well, so many people did buy the book because they're Stassi stance, and that's great fantastic and it was a kitschy book but what's about the second book because it wasn't about wedding planet planning she said that for sure it's not about the wedding or anything like that maybe she was banking on that being a third book or something but at this point the momentum's kind of died down and so many people that even our stressy stands were like mm, the book is kind of like you know forgettable it's just like a fluff a fluff piece you know mm-hmm so I think while so many supporters would buy the first one, I I, I think it's going to be a fraction. Well, I'm trying to think. I'm trying like like um I'm trying to think of like another example of like a celebrity who has a book and then released a second one. Like give me well, an, like a Paris Hilton or something, or you know like I'm not saying she really she probably did, but you know like a fluff book. Um, like I, I just I, I don't know that I've seen like a couple of successful books that so, unless it was like a cookbook okay. or or something Chelsea like that. Chelsea Handler or Brandy Glanville. Hey, I bought Brandy Glanville's first one. I didn't buy her second one. Yeah. So Yeah, exactly. Chelsea that that's Handler, Chelsea Handler. Bought, that's a good example. I bought the first one. Maybe someone gifted me the second one. Yeah. Well, actually I bought the first one, but it was before she was famous. Uh, my horizontal life and then the second one the are you there vodka it's me chelsea was basically a ripoff of the first book like half of that book was the first book but nobody ever knew about the first book 
So when it came to her third book, I didn't even bother reading it. I, I was I was done. I was bored. And I was a huge fan of hers. Um, so much more than, you know, a Stasi fan. Um, I mean, I don't know. And, and same with, like, Brandy. Oh, that sounded fun. Drinking while tweeting or whatever. I want to see the crazy shit she has to say. Well, see, that was enough for me. I didn't need to see more crazy shit Brandy has to say. I didn't need to listen to her a podcast. Uh, I listened mm-hmm. to, like, one or two um, one with Sheena and one with that Vanderpump Dogs person that Ken and Lisa screwed over. Like, I wasn't interested enough in, in seeing or watching anything more. Yeah. So I think that's going to happen to her, and she probably knows it, like, unless she keeps reinventing herself in different ways. But, you know, right now I'd be really scared with filming yeah they're probably going to get another season but how how and when can they film when can those paychecks come how's that that will affect her book it's just gonna yeah i just i feel like it's just gonna look very differently like i mean for instance like vanderpump rules is centered around the restaurants and for sure like restaurant social distancing is going to make it look bizarre filming or there's going to be people like are are they going to serve in a mask like you know like is that going to be like I can't imagine like the Vegas brand what that's going to do to her that Lisa's Vegas brand and like all of this like the sexiness of it is not going to be there in the beginning I mean, in a way, this actually works for the OGs versus the newbies and Lisa Mm -hmm. and Peter, Peter, Mm -hmm. the main cast member, um, because the OGs, they can film and in small groups at their houses because they're so big. They provide the space needed without clientele. So they could actually film the OGs more conducively than Sir. Yeah. So that actually could, this whole thing could save them. Yeah. But totally. it would also be interesting because you know what the thing is, it's like maybe people don't want to see make-believe anymore and maybe people want to see real, so maybe they should film Vanderpump Vegas or Sir of real life so that everybody knows, oh, wow, we're relating because... Yeah, no, I I think that I think that there could be like a very compelling show coming out of this. Like um, you know, everyone in quarantine, like what that did and then like each couple coming out and like the um the hurdles that they're having getting back to normal. The restaurant, you know, like what happened with them, like just all of it. I don't know. It could be really interesting and like really uh speak to like the time that we're in. You know, like a it could give them like a new angle that they really needed, just like you said. Yep, exactly. Okay, cool. Let's take a little break right here and then we'll start okay. tomorrow. Hey guys, hope you're enjoying part one of the podcast. Um, I mentioned earlier that I am like into sharing my favorite things. I shared baby foot and I shared um, like the shows that I'm into selling sunset outer banks and little fires everywhere. But there was something that I wanted to share with Chad and Chad and I have been trying to do a podcast forever um, and it just never has worked out so I made him right now come on and record this in between the podcast so I thought it was a good time I'm doing a special uh, you know little 
break-in of the episode. <laughs> and this is not a sponsored ad or anything like that, you guys. I just literally wanted to um, share a product that I thought was cool because I love hearing from people when they actually use something. You know, it's like, oh, I'll try that then. Anyways, it's called Dabble and Dollop. It's for bath time with kids. So you're thinking, ugh, like what? Like, what is it? When I got this, I was so impressed. So it comes in a little box, you guys, and it's it says three-in-one bath products for kids, bubbles, body wash, and shampoo. And you open it up and um, inside the packaging, first of all, is like sleek and it's pleasing to the eyes. It's not like your normal like beep, bop, boop, boop kids thing. Yeah. I mean, I've used this a lot. Okay. So I give the kids a, kids a bath every night and, um, you know, we play with foams and bath bombs and stuff like this. But this is really cool because um, the packaging, like Holly said, is very nice. Uh, it's got... Uh, like a breakdown of um, uh, recipes, as you would call it, recipes that show the different combinations of the uh, the little gels and um, uh, scents. So, so yeah, so basically, what it is is um, it comes with vanilla, tangerine, and strawberry. So like two gels, and then the vanilla flavor is like a whip, and it comes with like a little mixing bowl. So anyone who has kids right now knows that like the slime thing is like all the rave, right? Like, like we want to make slime, and it's a mess, and it gets everywhere, and it's gross and sticky. This you can say have at it, kids. They sit there and they make they mix little concoctions. Meanwhile, they're playing, they're creative, they're getting themselves clean. It's a win-win. I'm taught like first of all, it helps them get into the tub. It helps them get clean. They like it. There's like like I said, there's little mixing cards for ideas. It comes with like a little tattoo thing, temporary tattoos. Um, it's just a super cool product. So you guys check it out again. It's called dabble and dollop. And they also just uh, came out with new bath bombs, um, that you can also mix together. They same thing that like you can mix the scents and the scents are all like, it's not like, you're not going to find like bubblegum blast or blueberry blitz or something like that. Like it's all, um, it's all natural. So, um, don't, don't mind the screaming in the background. Sorry. <laughs> um, they're waiting for their bath, actually. The kids are waiting for their dabble and dollop. <laughs> uh, no, all natural products. Um, it's vegan, gluten-free, cruelty-free, all natural. It's made in the USA. Um, so you can have confidence that you're supporting local businesses. And um, so what I like about it is you can mix the scents. There's, you know, like Holly said, there's um, strawberry. It's a gel. Orange. It's a gel. Okay, these come in um, little pumps. And then you can um, mix them together and make... Uh, like smoothie scents that that comes with little cards that have recipes that show you how to mix it and what scent to get. And then the final pump is like a vanilla foam. Very cool. Like the packaging is great. I love the, um, the the scents that they have smell really good, you know, very natural. Doesn't, it's, you know, doesn't smell phony or anything um, like that. Ronnie has like super sensitive skin. So I have to be careful what I use on her. So some of the stuff that she really likes products that I won't mention, um, tend to kind of aggravate her skin a little bit. So yeah, that's right. Both girls actually, when, anytime we do use a certain sort of soap or... So or this is dermatologist tested. It rinses really clean. It's all natural, paraffin-free, gluten-free, tear-free. I mean, cruelty-free, you know, all those things that are, that you look for. So you guys just check out their website. There's a video on there that explains it more and stuff. And I don't know, I love when people share like cool things that are working for their family. So I just thought we'd jump on real quick and share that. So thanks for listening. Thank you, guys. Bye. Hey, Vanderpump Rules Party listeners. I am back with a special guest, Ronnie, to tell us a little bit about what she thinks of 
the dabble and dollop uh, soaps and gels and how it has affected her bath time and the enjoyment that she's gotten out of it. So, Ronnie, tell me a little bit about what you think of dabble and dollop. What's your favorite scent to mix? Because I know that there's, you know, you can mix the different smells, different recipes. What's your favorite one? Tell me well, how you do it. Um, I just want to say, um, I really want, I really want to thank my parents for bringing me on here. But my favorite scent is. Oh, you're welcome, baby. Um, um, the tangerine. I think the tangerine and the strawberry of two glops in there. So yeah, they they recommend that you take two dollops or pumps of the scent and you mix it in a little bowl. Okay, so Ronnie's favorite is two dollops of strawberry, two dollops of orange. Mix that mix that gel around and then that she can put it on a loofah or spread it around, use it to clean herself. Um, also, what do you think about the vanilla um, the vanilla whip? It's like the fo- you know the foam, the, the, the vanilla foam. Do you like that one too? Yeah, it's really fluffy and it feels like kind of like slime, but like it's actually like whipped cream. It feels like it, but it's actually just like a little thing or it could be like, it feels like it's like um, shaving cream or something. That's right. It is like shaving cream. It's got the same consistency as shaving cream. That's, that's another thing that's very, very cool about these products. Um, all natural, paraben free, but it doesn't feel like you know, some of those like products that you, you get that are all natural, they don't feel like actual soap or, you know, gel. These, this is like a thick, nice smelling gel in the foam, nice and thick too. But Ronnie loves it. She always goes for dabble and dollop every time we take a bath during bath time, right? Do you love it? Yes, I love it. We always have, we always have fun with it. Oh, Ronnie, are you happy that Vanderpump Rules is over? The season is over? <laughs> um, kind of. I don't know. Because I always like to um, spend time with my sister a lot sometimes with it. But, and also, I like to have my mom um, really get her job back. And maybe she can start a new podcast of probably of her season. She can be like the ruler or something. But I think so. Yeah. She's really happy that the season is over and her mom can spend more time with her now, you know, because uh, Holly does spend a lot of time on the uh, on the podcast. But Ronnie is is super duper excited. It's yeah. over. Yeah. OK, so Bye. thank you guys so much. We'll, we'll see you later. Bye. Hi, what's going on? Nothing. OK, guys, we are back for part two. Sorry about the interruption last night, but. Apparently, Chad was having an issue with getting my children to sleep at midnight, and um, so I came out, and he's like, you, you have to, he texted me, he's like, you have to stop, you, they, you have to stop right now, so I'm like, Sarah, I'm sorry, so <laughs> as soon as I came out and, you know, laid down with them for one second, they're out, and I'm like, really, Chad, that, <laughs> but apparently when mom's in the garage, they, they can't sleep, so. <laughs> of course. Well, you got to watch that interview, so that worked out. Yeah, yeah, totally. So we finished with uh, Stassi Bad Credit Schroeder, and then we go over to Lala's house, right? Uh, yes. So Lala's house, which is pretty and great view and like the house, um, but they start with Lala lecturing Rand on how disgusting he is for leaving his toothbrush out in a toothbrush holder. 
Now, do you put yours in a drawer or do you leave it out in a holder? Um, we have a holder, but I think what you, I mean, like I get it, like aesthetically, it's not pleasing to the eye. And like if people were coming over or maybe filming, I may have said the same thing, like let's get it out of view or something. Like if that's what she meant, I get it. But um, it doesn't seem sanitary to shove it in a drawer. I don't know. That's what I was thinking. Like on a day-to-day thing, it's like, yeah, I just think it would get messed up and dirty. Or even if I was laying in some kind of holder, isn't that going to collect some kind of residue? But I feel like that's like a great invention that she could come up with because I would like it off my counter. So if we could think of something, some way to do that, I'm, I'm down to hear that. Yeah, like it could be like a vertical or like a holder, but then it like pushes into something so it keeps it suspended yeah in air and like turned down so anything like well excess water drips out but then I guess you have to clean the holder but yeah every now and then I mean even like this is disgusting but like like Chad will be like you need to replace the holder it's gross because it like it it gets you know like the drip goes down there you know and it's just like it, it gets a little nasty so I I can't imagine yeah. that sitch like in a drawer so but I, I get what she's saying like it's like all of your, like your supplies on the counter is like kind of gross you know okay and then the most important point of this uh, lawless house scene is for those of you that caught Stasi's podcast last week with Brittany, for those of you that saw it on Zoom, the visual, um, all of our jaws dropped to the floor. We couldn't believe what she was wearing. But what's worse than that is she wore it on this episode and we saw the full version of it, which was even scarier. Her, what her, the hell? Brittany's outfit? Yes. Yeah. What? What? Who on earth would possibly ever think that's a good choice like a super unflattering didn't even look comfortable because it's half that jean material but it looks so stupid and ridiculous it's like half plaid half jean i'm a country girl it's like no that's not a country girl that's just stupid yeah um yeah it was super a super shocking choice Stassi on her podcast so I was listening to her podcast but I didn't see it until later you could hear Stassi trying to find like the oh bless her heart words because she was like wow look uh oh you're all like country girl oh huh (laughs) like she couldn't even fake it oh that's so funny and then she then she paired him with sweatpants which you know in the audio you can't really I was picturing some kind of like Marianne from Gilligan's Island tied up checkered shirt or something you know paired with sweatpants cool and then when I saw the situation I was like oh wow yeah (laughs) that's tragic and then here she paired him with spandex bike shorts which uh, I'm not sure is any different than sweatpants probably worse I don't know but that I just don't understand on what level anyone could think that's a good idea no, it, it just like the I, I can't even I can't even defend one one point of that outfit. I mean, I take back again everything I've ever said about Katie Maloney and her choices, her attitude, her personality, her clothes. Take it all back. Yeah, really. <laughs> after, after this choice, Katie, you can wear anything you want. After I saw this monstrosity, Whew. so. Stassi saying how Kristen was rage texting her saying you were not my friend 
go thrive and talk shit. Oh, sorry. And Stassi's like, who even says the word thrive? I'm like, well, you do about Bo um, every day, but maybe you learned it from Kristen. I don't know. Um, and then Brittany said, well, I said no. She wanted to bring Carter to a pool party. I said no. So she went to Ariana's instead. It's like, well, I don't blame her. I mean, what if you were like, Sarah, um, can I bring Chad to your barbecue? And I'd be like, mm, no. And you're like, well, and then like, Sassy had a competing barbecue where they're like, yeah, bring him. Yeah, where are you going to go? Come yeah, on. for sure. So. Um, I I enjoyed the tension in this scene, you know, because normally this group of friends don't fight with each other. Um, so this was like it was fun to watch like there be like a little issue between Brittany and Katie especially because again those two normally don't fight so I found it interesting to see how each of them chose to fight with each other you know with with friends because sometimes that's kind of difficult when you know your friends kind of know your fighting style and they know that something's bothering you like once again it was Lala who waded into the pool of saying are we cool here? You know, like what's going on? And, um, you know, they were both delicate with it, with each other, I thought, but I, I was really happy that Katie stood her ground and said that it's not the same. And I felt like the veiled, like kind of threat between like, uh, amongst like this whole fight was, was in a way like Brittany, don't you dare be using the show against me in that way? Like, you don't have the right to say that I rage text. Like you're not, <laughs> you're not one of us, and you're not allowed to bring it up. Like you're done. And uh, I don't think that Brittany's ever been put in her place like that. And I think like that's why she, she's like, but it's like literally documented. Like it's true. And they're like, no, it's not. Like it is. It's not. Not for <laughs> you. Like it, you can't say that. Right. Um, which it, it's was just funny, you know, because. I don't know. And then with Brittany, Brittany's comeback was, that's my husband. Let's have some respect. And the look on everyone's face of like, are we going to abide by that rule? Or like, are you know, like they just kind of all dropped their eyes and were like, how about he has respect for any single one of them instead of calling them desperate, pathetic, a whore, a little girl, uh, you know, like. Uh, it goes both ways. Well, and I feel like once again, you know, like this is going to be the hard part for Brittany um, going forward, you know, since she has chose to marry Jax is that um, he doesn't respect anyone and he, he never will. And that's like, right. you know, like if, you know, you're supposed to be like, if you look at how they treat their mom, that's how they're going to treat you. Well, look how he treats his mom, A. And then B, look how he treats the people that he quote unquote cares about. Like, it's really a bad track record. Like, to think that you are the one that's breaking the mold is really a lot, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I love the cat, um, Katie. <laughs> Caddy. Caddy. Girls. Yeah. <laughs> I love that she was kind of sitting there like not as uncomfortable and just kind of like gave zero fucks and because she knew she's like above like she's more of the ringleader of the group so she could just be like 
sweat it out. I don't I, care. Uh, I'm not going to be uncomfortable. And I felt like that happened with Brittany a couple of times in this um, episode where she, again, kind of had to bow down to T. Sandy at the end, too. Like, you know, they had an awkward moment. And she's like, well, I just, I got my feelings hurt. And then she kind of has to bow out. She's not, you know, like she, no one's going to really let her stand up on her soapbox and say, uh, you know, this happened to me. Because it's like, this is what you chose. Like, what What are we saying? Like, we went along with what you asked us. Like, this is what you asked of us. And yeah. now we're here. Like, what What are we supposed to do? Um, I just saw uh, the clip of the preview for the reunion. And uh, in one of the, the takes, she's like, this was the hardest year of my life. Um, so Should have been the happiest year of her life. Yeah, and I... I really think that that's because you know she's having to once again answer for Jax's actions and kind of sit there and defend him and defend him now on a different level because like he they like Lisa said like they are one unit now they are Mr. and Mrs. Jax Taylor and it would be very stressful being in that position with his Twitter rants everything that he said he says inappropriate things 24 7 that is Jax's brand and I could imagine that being like very hard to deal with yeah that's not just the hardest year of your life Brittany this is just the appetizer yeah so this is, buckle up yeah this is like your life and it's in like I only see it getting worse unfortunately like I, Katie's defending Tom Sandoval. She's like, well, it wasn't like that. He just said this. You know, of course, what's he supposed to do? I'm like, wow, Katie's defending Sandoval. This is this is how far Jax has gone, Brittany. Wake up. Yeah. Yeah. It's... Like, he hurt my feelings. And he's being all petty. Jax is just Jax, but Sandoval's being petty. It's like, oh, wow. Okay. Like, the th- like what's being exposed right now, which, you know, us as the viewers, we've seen this the whole time. Um Tom Sandoval and Ariana, although they may, I see like what how the the other cast members could like possibly be rubbed the wrong way by some of the things they say in their, you know, their what is it called? Um, their inter- yes, they're you know like they'll they'll they have to make fun of the the other cast members, otherwise there'd be no show. Like they have to go back and forth, but the like the truth of the matter is is they really haven't done anything to anyone everyone's just kind of being bothered by each other they're being you know they're being rubbed the wrong way it's like sandpaper but like truly they've done nothing to hurt anyone but Jax you can't say that same thing he doesn't just sit there for fun and you know play the other side like he goes in for the kill in like a stupid way you know what I mean like it's yeah I don't know yep so they sort that out. We go over to James's apartment, and that's when his mom comes over, and we find out she's been sober. She had cancer. Um, now, I know we love Crazy Jacqueline and would love to see more of that, but it was nice to see, like, how positive her outlook was, like, how everything had its reason. Like, she got sober, which caused her to get a job, which caused her to have health insurance, which caused her to go to the doctor then cancer and then she handled cancer and it's just like wow that's a lot in six months yeah like what I took away from it was like that I'm happy for the you know uh, family James Kennedy because you know everything that we've seen from the show 
I feel like that's kind of been James family is very important to him he's he has said that from day one and I feel like that's really been shown he really you know care deeply cares about his family and to see her sitting there with you know clear skin and clear eyes and just compassion for her son and then in him giving that back to her and both of them sitting there sober it was like you know just like she said of course they're probably going to hit you know a bump in the road and things are going to go bad but to see that they got where they did is like it was really like a nice moment like wow you know they did it yeah that was cool and then he got all choked up and said he owes everything to Raquel so that's nice. They both had little moments this week when she's like, "Ah, oh, I find you so attractive right now." Oh, oh! I was like, "Okay, that's weird, but okay." Yeah. Cool. Good for you guys. <laughs> I actually thought, like, in the beginning, you know, of the season, I'm like that. Like, the producers absolutely, like, the writers wrote that story for her, and they made her say it. Like, she even seemed uncomfortable when she said it. But when she ended the season with that same sentiment, I was like oh, like maybe this is her thing is to watch his behavior and get turned on. I, 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 maybe I was wrong. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, my era, I guess it was like a guy in a band. I guess this era is spinning. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, look at that circular technique. Yeah. (laughs) I was like, oh, the skill, the yeah. forearm muscles in that little zigzag he's doing. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so then we go over to the special heroes, and they're looking at a house in Mar Vista, which I personally know. I know her house has a lot of charm and little nuances and character, but A, after the location, where it is, the snake, I'm out, and I'm totally in with Mar Vista. Yeah, um, this is the one that um, I went to. So um, someone in our group sent me a message, and they're like, this is the house that Stassi's looking at. Um, And so Ronnie had an audition, and I was like, it was completely out of the way, you know, like, um, and I was like, we're going. And so we, like, I forget where her audition was in, like, Burbank or something and so I went (laughs) way out of my way over to this address and I like I have shots like I took pictures of the house and so when I saw this episode I'm like oh my god I'm like me and Ronnie went there and so like I pulled up the thing on my phone and sure enough it's the same exact house um so whoever did get that intel it was absolutely right someone obviously you know leaked that from the show that they were looking there um but also, that that house was attached to the all of the houses that they bought. So I think they, when every when the cast started buying the houses, they all kind of used the same agent and the same builder. Oh. And um, this was a it was another one of those projects. And so I feel like Stassi kind of already had like a chip on her shoulder about this that she didn't want to uh-huh. she didn't want to do the same thing. So I think that's why you kind of see the attitude a little bit. Um, but yeah, this neighborhood was awesome. I'd never been there before and, um, it was a super cool vibe, which I definitely think would have worked for Stassi and Bo, would have worked for Bo even a little bit more. Um, and yeah, yeah, you're right. It was a cool neighborhood. So you guys that don't know where Mar Vista is, it's, it's technically West Side, but it's really like between West Side and West Hollywood. It's, it's just 
west of you know Beverly Hills, Century City. So it's kind of like Santa Monica, Venice, Culver City, then Mar Vista's up a little closer to the 405, which then when you cross the 405 goes into Westwood, Beverly Hills, West Hollywood. So it's not it's it's much closer than say. Marina Del Rey or Venice or Santa Monica so it's much closer to West Hollywood so it wouldn't be that bad for them if they still love their WeHo neighborhood um, but it's still a jaunt just not as far as like true West Side um, but I like the house I thought it was super spacious I like you know the pool thing um, and so for me it's just yeah, I'm and more biased to that the neighborhood for me is what sold it because as I was traveling up to the house I was like I'm not sure this isn't there's no way Stassi will pick this no way no way but then as you get into this neighborhood it truly was like you know one of those areas where like the entire neighborhood was nice and it was like very um probably kid kid friendly though yeah it was um just like just super a really nice neighborhood you know like exactly like what you would think moving to the valley how they say oh you get a bigger property and it's a nice neighborhood like i thought the valley was gonna look like this and it doesn't you know what i like i like it's like the yeah the nice family streets every you know everyone takes care of their homes it's cool it's uh you know trendy everything for someone that's dying to have a baby i just cannot picture having a baby in her house which just she, that's not her forever house at all. Like she just she did that because she needed a house right now. She'll she'll get something else for sure. She's she's gonna realize it real quick between the stairs, all the dangerous balconies and stairs, and like it's crazy. It's insane. There's no way, like she'll I mean, be for, she'll be good for like a year there once she has a baby. You know, so yeah, she's got like two years probably that she can stay. So the baby can crawl, and yeah, then it's yeah. game over. Pretty much gonna have to lock your baby in a closet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, anyways, yeah, she kind of insulted everyone else's home. Like, I don't want to get a farmhouse in Valley Village that looks like I'm in Mendocino Farms. It's like. I'd be so pissed if, like, that's cool. She said that about, like, Tom and Ariana, whatever. But she's best friends with Brittany and Katie. Like, I'd be so insulted. I mean, here's the thing, though, that, like, um, you know, for those of you that don't live here and don't know, um, especially with how we're describing Valley Village, Brittany, um, Brittany and Jax, Ariana and Tom, and Katie and Tom, they out of the homes in Valley Village, they live in the best ones. Like, it, in my opinion, after driving through the neighborhoods, they are living on a big lot with a teardown house, like she is saying, that is the nicest in the neighborhood. So I don't think that, like, making fun of it is very stupid because, like, they're living in the ba- the best houses in the Valley. Like, it, it's like, I don't know, like, and how are you making fun of that? Like, it's, that's what everyone friendly. wants. Yeah, it's, um... Except for some of the needles in the street and that sort of thing, but they have yards. So like, yeah, I, but I mean, like, on, that's yeah. like the the dump houses are still there, but maybe they won't be in the future. Maybe they will get torn down or fixed up. You know, like, it, yeah. maybe Stassi's not going to make fun of it so much someday. I don't know. Maybe her kids are really going to enjoy playing on those needle ridden streets. You know, like, they're probably going to be the funnest neighborhood for kids. I don't know. Yeah. No, for sure. But yeah, um, I do wonder what the what everyone thinks, or like I, you know how they're gonna have to say something snide when they come to Stassi's house for the first time. Like 
this is really cool, Stasi. It's definitely not the valley, but you know, like I'm sure they're gonna get some jab in there about yeah, the house. Like, wow, you drive this every day? Yeah, huh. yeah, you this, know? yeah. Hmm. I mean, it's just rude. That was like, a fun jackknife, you know, turn. <laughs> <laughs> so then they're talking about going to Tom Tom and if Jax is going to go. And this part I did like Bo, and he, he imitates Jax, and he's like, oh, whatever. I'm here. My wife made me come. I'm not, I'm not going to stay long. <sighs> and I'm like, that was spot on. That was funny. So, boring scene, we go to Tom Tom with Nicolene, and they show the mock-up of the garden, and the garden is beautiful. Uh, I'm glad we got to go before quarantine. Didn't you think the, the mock-up was, like, not nearly as impressive as the actual thing? Like, I, I thought the mock-up was absolutely wrong. It, it looked nothing like it actually looks like. Yeah. It's, like, yeah. like, they didn't have a tree in there or anything. Yeah, I was going to say the, the greenery and stuff was missing from the mock-up but you know we go through that stupid dance of oh will they expand or will they keep their money are we knocking down the wall (laughs) yes yes no or do you want us to compete against you and you'll never make a dime or do you want or do you want your fifty thousand dollars back your meager like who like that's what that's a joke like fifty thousand to the toms is a joke too like that that's chump change for them you know like no they don't want it back they're like, I'll just create a little scandal and get myself in another episode. Done. Paid for. Yeah. Yeah, so that was dumb. So they talked about the photo shoot, and then they kind of go into that. I guess we already talked about, like, why is Brittany there? And Lala, that was ridiculous. It's like, at least put in a, I don't know. I'm sure there's another hot girl at Vanderpump Dogs. Yeah. Um, did you notice some of the chatter like in our group and online and stuff that um that the people our friends in Canada saw a different episode than we saw no yeah apparently um like the like people that were watching in Canada like like were I forget which scene they were missing but it was like they literally they didn't see Stassi tour that house and like they were missing like another full-on scene from the episode so I don't know if they got only an hour of the show and not an hour and 15 like we did or so but I I thought that was strange that like I didn't I never thought of the fact that maybe things are edited differently for different countries like I I didn't know that so maybe yeah the network up there they could get that extra 15 minutes or something yeah so I thought that was really interesting well, you didn't miss anything, so don't worry, you guys. Yeah. Because <laughs> uh, Stassi did not buy that house, and we don't care about this photo shoot or Lala being there. And she's like, oh, you know, Lisa, I just like to give them Lala. It's like, can we retire that? Can you not give us Lala? Like, I don't need to hear that saying ever again. I don't need you to give me Lala. In fact, I don't even want anything related to Lala the, the next time I hear it, I I just want it to be La La Anthony, and I don't even care about her. But I just I'm over La La. Bye, go away. You're uh, yeah, um, I feel like when she said that, it was like the nail in the coffin where it like it full circled. Give them La La, like like we talked about this on part one of our episode before I edit this together. But um, what what it did was expose like you gave nothing, La La. Like there's. I can't even like you just exposed that like nothing has happened with you this entire season and like we definitely didn't ask for like give give us 
uh, Lala always waiting if Randall's coming to the party. You know what I mean? Like, so I was like, like that's basically like the line is like, is Randall here? Oh no, he's working. Like, okay, it like it's just like that's basically all we've been given this entire season. Speaking of party, can we change our podcast name from Vanderpump Rules Party to just give them Sarah? Yeah, absolutely. Because I, everybody, let's just give the people what they want. Give yes. them Sarah Holly, okay? Yes, yes. Let's all, <laughs> yes. I'll submit that to iTunes right away. What does she think she has Dana talking, like how Dana loves to talk about how hot she is, Lala, just the people want Lala. It's like, shut up. I have, no, to, I give them, I have to give them what they want, Lisa. Uh, so, I don't know. Then we kind of move over to the party part, right? Yeah. Not- um, Jeremy had a bunch of uh, cameos in this uh, little photo shoot and after party. I was um, pleased to see that. Um, also, did you did you notice that Craig was there? <laughs> no. What, at the photo shoot? At the, oh, at the party. The one year. Okay. <laughs> no. You you have to go back and look. Like <laughs> I couldn't stop wondering who the guy they kept panning to with the mustache and the shaggy hair. I'm like, why do they keep showing this guy in the <gasps> I shot? No, that was very <laughs> distracting. Like, who are you? I thought I'm like, and it's not Brett Willis. It's uh, <laughs> was that a was that a brief flare? <laughs> <gasps> Maybe it's her husband. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh. Um, yeah, speaking of, we'll post this article in the group. Thank you, Clarissa, for sending this to me last night. This article with uh, Kara from Las Vegas. And she talks about Danica and Danica's boyfriend. She alludes that he's abusive. Pretty interesting art, um, interview. Um, we're checking out. We'll post the link in our group. But thanks, Clarissa, for sending it to me because I don't know if I would have found that. But. You watched that this morning, and uh, pretty juicy. Yeah. So anyways, back to the party. Ariana comes over and asks to talk to Jax, so Brittany skedaddles. Um, you know, he just keeps deflecting. So I can't make a mistake. I can't. She's like, well, taking the high road is just not something you really embrace. He's like, oh, I'm a human being. I'm not allowed. I'm not allowed. She's like, I love the confessional. Like it was out. Her confessional was right up there with Lisa's finale moment where she's like, these aren't mistakes anymore. They're pointed choices. This is a personality. This is who this person is. And it's like, yes. And then of course, Jax is like, I don't care. I don't care. Whatever. Yeah. She's right. It's, it's no, yes, you're allowed to make mistakes. You are human, but you actually are not human. Jax, you are, um, I don't know. A waste of I mean, a, a yeah, person. <laughs> I, I wait for Ariana to, you know, lay it down like this anytime there's like conflict because she comes in and calmly and coolly delivers things and if there's and one no, yeah. if there's one person who can't handle it, it's Jax. And if there's one person who is unable to have conflict to the face, it's Jax. Like he he ran his mouth the entire season about her, but as soon as it was face to face, he had yeah. nothing to say. He was a blubbering fool. And um, <laughs> you know, it was it was like he can't because so, he's a coward. He loves to talk behind the curtain. Behind yeah, it was big very talker. satisfying. And then he basically blamed it on Brittany. He's like, well, you know, I don't care. But Brittany was really upset. It's like you yeah. as they pan to him freaking out. 
she, Brittany has a really, really great heart. You know, um, it, there's nothing, you know, black in that heart at all. And Ariana's like, yeah, well, I'm sorry that she had to get hurt from the, the, the text that you sent. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the so you cool. cause. And he's just like, oh. It's kind of like what she used to do with Stassi. And Stassi would just kind of like stand there and not be able to respond the only thing that i was like semi impressed with was he came back quitty like pretty quickly with saying tom did the same thing tom did the (laughs) same text to stassi and i was like wow like i i was actually like a little impressed that he came up with that so quickly yeah Um, and then you know she shut that down and was like he atoned for that and that that's true it's like once we've dealt with something and it's done, like you can't keep bringing it up. Like you haven't dealt with anything yet, Jack. So you have to, like, you can end this right now. Just say, you're right. I was wrong, but he can't do, he will never do that. And he also rage text more than Sandoval. It was multiple people and it was out of nowhere for no reason. Sandoval sent that to Stasi because a, he was drunk and B, he was pissed off about the way Stasi handled something. Whereas, what was Jack so mad about that Sandoval went to the beach to clean up trash that Max went to the beach to clean up trash like what there was nothing to be mad about he created something out of nothing you know he was there was absolutely something to be mad at he didn't want to use his fumes to drive yeah. to the beach but he'll use those fumes to drive back and forth to <laughs> lit method yeah he was conf- yeah he should be mad about the earth I yeah. mean yeah. you're right but nine hours in the car going to live math three <laughs> times a day. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. Could someone please tweet that at him? I would, but, you know, fucked. Yeah. Um, and I don't, he's not worth my time to create a new uh, account. I don't care that much. But nine hours, an hour each way, an hour class, three times a day, nine hours in the car in traffic. Yeah, you're really saving the planet there, Jax. Yeah, and it's not like he drives, like, um, a Prius, you know? <laughs> yeah, then the gas guzzling, American muscle car. <laughs> her giant beast of a car. Yeah. God. <laughs> All right. Um, Brittany goes to Dana. I see you didn't wear a bra. <laughs> Ugh. Okay. Not funny, Brittany. Stop laughing. Um, Jax thinks he's a exempt from wearing the sir shirt and at first i was like wait why is it ariana she's in that tan uh suit which i thought looked killer but that she did change she changed for the photo shoot so he's just like i i'm just not gonna be on the same level as the rest of the bartenders you know what though he's right he's not on the same level he's nowhere near their level he's so far fucking below their level because you're not qualified you're not charming you are not at the same level as the other bartenders okay Jax, you're right about that they know how to make drinks he's yeah. so again that just leads right up into my show my show i'm not at the same level i shouldn't have to wear the same shirt it's like oh boy yeah Oof. It was, and, and then the, and then how Brittany tried to jump in and defend him. It was like that. I can't stand like when someone like has like a stupid argument and like you expect a group of people to stand there and like literally get behind you on that dumb argument. You know, it's like, 
it doesn't work like it reminds me of like when someone um is having like a meltdown at like the grocery store or something and like let's say like the checker like rings up i don't know their orange juice and it was five dollars and um the person's like no it was actually it's um it's 249 and the check lady's like i'm sorry it's ringing up at five dollars they're like it's 249 it's two like and they're like look back at you while you're standing in line like don't you agree it's 249 i'm like i don't care lady like don't involve me in your we like i am not weighing in on your orange juice sitch i don't care and like and that's like how it was with the blue shirt it's like we like that's a stupid like go change your shirt like we are all standing here we changed like how dare you who do you think you are jacks and your blue shirt like isn't even like it's not even like fashionable or like you don't have a leg to stand on that like it's it's not special like why would you i wish you would have just said get out of the shot that would have been better me too i wish she would have said that and it's like you're replaceable just like she alludes to later she's like you're not as important or special as you think you are. That would have been perfect. That would have been step one of this perfect process that she started to lay out. I was like, really you know, I the- was really scared that she was going to be like, Jeremy, give Jax your shirt. Jeremy, get out of the photo. Like, I tr- <sighs> I seriously thought that was cut. Co- I'm like, oh, my God. Like, what? where are they going to get this shirt then? And you're like, are they going to pull someone out? Because they shouldn't, yeah. you know. They should pull him out. Yeah. So they finally, he puts the shirt on, and Brittany's like, well, you look good. It's fine. Like, ugh. (laughs) So then the first time Jax and Lisa talk, she's saying, he's like, I have like a mental illness or something. She's like, no, you don't. You make choices on how you behave. And you know what? We all have, every other person in life has uh, things they deal with so it's it's just called life get used to it he's like well no I, my brain's a sprain i have a mental illness blah, blah blah i know i make fun of everybody else for that but i actually have it and, you know why why do they get away with it i want one too i want a mental illness <laughs> why didn't he like just google like maybe some keywords that he could have used instead of a brain sprain you know like he could have been like you know what i feel like i may be dealing with a chemical imbalance you know like there's keywords he could have used where he wouldn't have caught so much flack and maybe you know then people could have easily said you know what why don't you go see someone about that and then that could be next year's storyline like but like yeah. he, he didn't research it so he's like I need an ace bandage for inside my brain. Can it yeah. can it go in there and wrap around? Does anyone have one of those little, you know, the little pins that holds an ace bandage? <laughs> um, yeah, that was stupid. So then uh, Randall shows up and Brittany's like, Randall's here! <laughs> oh, I knew you were going to point out that scene because it was jarring and I was just like, oh boy. And she does that cackle and I have to close my eardrum. It's like, stop! I've had to. Know. This is really, this is mean, but whatever. Um, I've had to close my eardrums, but then I also have to look away because when she does it like her jaw does something weird too like it's very displeasing to the eyes the whole thing it's the eye it's attack on the eyes and the ears and her face morphs into this other thing and it's it's yeah. it's just a lot she did it last week when brett showed up to their pool party brett <laughs> it's like oh stop please yeah Oh, I don't know what's more annoying, Randall's IG voice or her cat. Well, yeah, Ugh. can't go there. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, 
yeah. It could it could absolutely like we could torture people with that like in prison or something. Like they yes. could play it over the the you know the speaker Wait, and oh. they'd be like, okay, I'll, I'll I'll tell the secrets that I know. Like bring bring in the detective. <laughs> like what what do you need to know? Just stop that girl from cackling. Yeah. Stop that laugh, please. Yeah. Or <laughs> stop Randall from saying happy friday you know or whatever he says happy tuesday and he's like let's have a great day you know and the the prisoners are like okay 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 i'm done i'm done i'll talk <laughs> stop it <laughs> uh, can anyone blast some christian rock please <laughs> Oh my or gosh. some, or like, or super hardcore rap combined with heavy metal combined with Christian rock, anything. So, you, where's yeah. a baby? <laughs> where's a baby on an airplane? Please, someone, I need a screaming baby on an airplane in a closed space. Anything to drown out the <laughs> <laughs> music to my ears. Um, so. I, w- I started making fun of Jax, you know, like when he was, especially like when he was having his conversation with Ariana, I'm like, look at this fool sitting there sweating. Like he's always sweating. Um, you know, he's sweating because, you know, he's dealing with the truth with Ariana. But then I was like, no, it's hotter than crap in that restaurant. I know it is. And yeah. um, so all of them are sweating. And uh, there's a scene where um, it's like, it's Dana Danica and Charlie I think and they're like standing over the fan and uh fanning their their vag area and Charlie hits us with the word swass you know <laughs> this yep. is making me have swass <laughs> had you um, heard that before I th- I think so but it did it did catch me off guard. I th- I think I had to rewind it. I'm like did she just say swass? Um you know, just <laughs> making sure I'm getting the you know, the kids terminology, right? Yeah. <laughs> what do kids say in these days? Yeah. So that was We're funny. gonna we're gonna use it like with some teenagers and they're gonna look at us and be like, What? <laughs> yeah. But what are you talking about? I thought that's about? what you kids said these days. Yeah. <laughs> oh, um, Katie looks beautiful, but I'm just not a fan of this trend of like the under boob popping out. Like just that weird strip and then her boobs coming out from the bottom. I know Sheena had something like that last week. It's just, I don't like the look. I know it's a thing. It's just not for me. I kind of like it. Um, but I don't know what it would be like in person. Like, I don't know. Like if you were wearing that, like, I don't know what I would do. You know what I like? Like imagine like you're out and like you're trying to have dinner with your friend and like and that's I don't know. It would be yeah. I, you're like, just I, like whoa. I want to experience it in person. Like I want to see what it looks like in person. <laughs> okay. Um, the other thing that I thought was confusingly tragic was Lala's outfit. It was very reminiscent of her outfit she wore in Paris to the Moulin Rouge. Which at least she was at the Moulin Rouge when she wore that outfit. I guess it's kind of like uh, anything goes, but. This was just, I'm sorry, it, it looked ridiculous. It was so stupid looking. I've, yeah, actually, it, it also reminded me of, like, the girls' night in outfit. You know, like, basically, she's just walking around in, like, a leotard with a little canopy over it. <laughs> yeah, but it was, like, a bustle on the side. It was, like, Mrs. Olsen from Little House on the Prairie, but but see-through. It was just, it, it was just dumb. 
I I think I'm thrown off by her the most because it would be one thing if she was making her own choices. You know, if like if this is what she liked, but to hear that like she has a stylist that dresses her, that is truly what's throwing me off because um I feel like a couple of the things that I've seen on social media where people are like praising her for the look that she has, I've questioned. And I feel like that's how it always is. Like when people have a stylist, like maybe you don't vibe with the stylist or, you know, even when you're looking through a magazine, it's like, I would never wear that. So maybe I just don't get high fashion. But like, for instance, when she was at Britney's and she's wearing like a paisley silk robe with um, snakeskin high you know thigh high boots and then her hair in that bun with the huge choker I didn't get that look but everyone else was like this is the most beautiful look I've ever seen and I'm like I I, am I yeah it's too much do I not get it because her stylist needs to be Brie Dillinger'd by yeah um there's one thing to be like funky quirky oh I'm but it just doesn't come together for me. And the thing with Lala is, um, like, it sh- it absolutely shouldn't be hard. She's drop dead gorgeous. So to put her in something where it's maybe not pleasing to the eyes, or where you take a double look, wondering what she was going for, I feel like that's like a disservice to her. Like, why would you? take away from her you know what I mean like just she could wear something and just look I mean maybe that's what they're doing maybe they're trying to get us to look again at her because the first look you're like oh she's beautiful and then you just stop looking so they put her in something weird so you look twice I I don't know (laughs) (laughs) I don't get it yeah well so then um Ariana confronts Stassi about her comments and then they call Sheena over to clarify and yeah whatever I mean Stassi didn't say it it was Lala and that's while they're doing that then the scene stealer Kara comes over and she's like trying to get in the shot and she's wasted which was super fun and talking she's like ah your OOD OOTD thing in your hair which was stupid who's gonna wear an OOTD blingy barrette so dumb but anyways uh, okay can we can we talk about Stassi's hair for a second I just my comment is Meghan Markle would never so and (laughs) that's like her idol so why would she have chosen that look for like fine wear one blingy barrette that's that's cool you know like have an updo and you can have like a little sparkle back there but she had Stasi, she had OOTD and she had a Chanel clip and then another little zigzaggy I mean it was just a plethora of sparkle clips in her hair which is like it just it was a very bizarre choice and um, you know, once again, kind of putting her in like that granny character. Right? It's like the little granny who does like a special updo and like with a banana clip with like tendril curls coming down and, you know, for a night out with, you know, yeah. for a spaghetti dinner or something. <laughs> and even her dress choice, I was just like, come on, Stassi. Like, what, what is this? Like, it's, you know, her like her oversized blazer dress with her taped in boobs and like zero shape to it. You know, she just looks skinny in it. And, but like yeah. definitely not high fashion or nothing that I'd be like, I'm going to order that dress. Like, I love that. Like she's, Stassi hasn't given me that the entire season. So yeah, like 
in the last shot when she was walking away with Bo, like that looked like nothing blah. I was like, oh, that's not interesting to look at. Yeah. For, you know, an OOTD girl. Exactly. She should bring it a little bit more. Yeah. So, um, I, I loved that. Um, so when Kara comes in to the shot, you know, like it's, it's kind of an important moment because we're wondering like, is, is Stassi going to say that it was Lala? You know, we've been waiting for like, kind of like a Stassi Ariana moment. And then Sheena's standing there. It's like, finally we have all, all three of them together. Like, you know, it's the finale. What's going to happen. And then we hear, OOTD hair. <laughs> like, <laughs> um, it, it was, it almost gave me like, um, uh, what, what's that? Um, that movie where it's like Kristen Wiig and she's like help me I'm poor like it was kind of like bridesmaids you know like it was that level of comedy coming into the shot um and then I the way Stassi turned around and she's like she's like girls like just get along it's not that serious and Stassi turns around she's like well actually like yeah it, it is serious like sometimes things are serious um that's all Stassi gave us you know with kind of getting Kara out of the conversation or whatever so and she was like not now yeah go away mini Sheena and Sheena and like wait you called Sheena over so <laughs> yeah um so like I I am interested to see like was Stassi relieved that Danica stepped in to try to remove mini Sheena from the scene or is she on the side of everyone else you know being wanting uh Danica away for like like I just wonder like what side Stassi is on because everyone else kind of picked a side but Stassi yeah and none of them know Kara but then they all jumped to Kara's defense so I think it was their stance against uh Danica's a newbie we don't want the newbies we are only allowing Dana so let's all side with Kara even though yeah I don't know. It just seemed like a power play move. I'm like, why do you even care about either one of them? Why why are you jumping in Lala? Why are you jumping in Kristen? Why are you jumping in Katie and Saucy? Like, it just seems a little weird. I mean, but if had that not happened, we wouldn't have had kind of, you know, these little fires everywhere amongst this, you know, dumb year party or whatever. Because, um what it created was it created like chaos where normally they'd sit there and shoot their little scene of saying like actually Sheena I wasn't the one who said that oh you weren't okay I'm sorry you will get furniture one day um <laughs> you know like it it it, it spiced it, it up it spiced it up and I mean and then the OGs are like wait this was our scene that's why they jumped in there because they're like you stole the scene from us, not because they cared about Danica or Kara. They were like, this was our scene, and you jumped into it and stole camera time away. I was like, yes, they did, and this well, is actually what we want to see. I Do you think that Danica jumped in because she knew that Minnie Sheena was interrupting filming or because she was like, she's interrupting filming, and like, if I would have known I could, could have done that, I'd be doing it too. Like, I felt like it was like a yeah. mixture of like – um, jealousy jealousy and yeah I mean and we know that you know Danica will take the gloves off real quick so uh, well, because Danica is not friends nor knows Stasi or I mean I guess she knows Ariana she a little bit but uh 
Like it, it's not her business either. Now, if Katie came up and said that, or Kristen or Lala, hey, get out of it. This is our friend talk. Get out of here. That would have been more applicable. But it wasn't Dan- Danica's business to go up and do that because she's not really their friend. I mean, so I, what yeah, was, I, I feel like what was amazing about like, you know, like really deeply looking at this scene was this was the beginning of the break of the fourth wall because what Danica was saying was like, she doesn't care. Like who cares if they're interrupting a conversation, but Minnie Sheena was interrupting filming. She was getting into the shot of Vanderpump rules of the show of Vanderpump rules. And what Danica saw was, um, you know, Vanderpump gardens breaking into the shot. It's like Vegas, 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 Vegas. And she wanted to remove that. Um, and, I just I thought, gosh, this is like so like why don't they just say what they're like just say it. Like say what you're doing and then boom, Lisa ended up doing that. But it was like it was You're just trying to get in the shot. Yeah. Yeah. So like that would have like made a lot more sense. Um so yeah, it was super interesting. Yeah, and then the fight itself was interesting in the way like Kara was just like smiling at her, which is just infuriating, you know, when someone doesn't fight back but they have that like smirk. Yes. It's like even more infuriating. So that just set Danica off. And she pushed her a couple times, I guess, not just once, um, but then lied to Lisa about it. But Lisa's like, I can smell a liar. You're out. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, But it, it, yeah. And, you know, Lala vouched for her too. So that helped. (laughs) Yeah, because Lala never lies. (laughs) Yeah. And she always tells, yeah. Yeah. yeah, so so and then Max got his line in. So Danica finally gets eighty sixth from Tom Tom. Like, <laughs> oh. Let's not forget I fucking hired you here. Like, wait, um <laughs> Why didn't her boyfriend leave with her? I would have been like your co- like what it, you you walk out with me, I'm not walking out by myself. You know what I mean? Like I would yeah. she's all bye yeah. babe, I I've gotta go. Like I'm sorry. Like Chad would be coming with me. <laughs> yeah. But maybe they wanted that exit to happen alone. I don't know. So Dana and Max talk. And again, dot, dot, dot. I don't care. Yeah. Um, he's like, oh, I'm good off you. I'm good off you. Let's not forget I fucking hired you. And it's like, well, no, actually you didn't. The producers hired her because she met them and they called her and cast her. So you didn't really hire her, Max. But way to use your power trip again. Cool. You go. Yeah. Um, James apologizes to Randall and you could tell Randall was uncomfortable at first but then he graciously accepted he was very kind about that yeah um, I liked that I liked the scene at first I was like I don't care like why is James doing another apology like he doesn't need to do this Um, is there still even like weird air between him and Randall like do we care Um, and but I I enjoyed it. I enjoy I enjoy anything with James. Like when he is on his like, let James have his moment. And and I enjoy seeing Randall be kind too because it kind of like um it brings it back to like how how is Lala pulling this off? Like with La- the behavior that I see from Lala every time that like Randall is kind and forgiving and patient, it just makes me wonder you know how he deals with Lala because I feel like she's like the opposite of all the, all those things so yeah I, I mean I think it'll it'll wear itself off yeah eventually yeah. but right now he's just yeah yeah so 
then Jax and Sandoval are about to talk. Brittany's standing there with Jax, and she kisses him. She kisses him, and then guess what she does? <laughs> like, <sighs> just stop! <laughs> Literally kisses him, and then does her stupid laugh. Anyways, uh, Sandoval comes over, and they're talking about like his expectations. And Jax is like, hey, hey, if I want yellow flowers in my hair, you should give it to me, you know? But it was really interesting on the after show because Schwartz was saying Jax didn't ask one single thing of any groomsman nor Schwartz. But he said, but he, he just he expected all these things from Sandoval. So that's kind of interesting. Like Schwartz was your best man. You didn't have him do anything. You didn't expect him to do anything. You didn't ask him to do anything. And then you get all like aggro on Sandoval for just yeah, I don't know. It's interesting to watch that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, he says how he he cried at Home Depot buying flowers and he's a handicapped person which, again, way to be a, you know, say the wrong thing. He's like, I'm I'm just like a handicapped person. I'm like a handicapped person on aisle eight. And he's trying to find a way to get, you know, play the victim and get pity. Either, okay, the, the mental illness wasn't working, the brain of sprain wasn't working, so now he's going to say he's handicapped. Ah! Yeah. Um, yeah, this was crazy. And I, I, I loved how T. Sandy wouldn't let up. Like, he's like, no, man, like, you're, you're not going to say that. And, uh, and so, like, that, you can tell, like, Jax gets, like, frustrated, like, in his own head. It's like he's, like, stuck. He's like, well, uh, I, uh, I am, yeah. you know, and it's like, he's just standing there calmly, like, no, you're not, you know, like, no one, no he's one like, let, lets yeah. Jax, like, get away with anything. Like, when it comes down to it, like, it's like, Jax, no, no, sit down. No. Yeah, Santa was like, dude, like, why, why can't you just be happy for me? Ooh. And then Jax. Jax looks so confused. He gives him like an evil eye. He doesn't get it. He's like, what do you mean? Why, why would I be happy for anyone else? I need to make myself happy first. Like he doesn't even understand that concept. Like literally they're there celebrating TomTom being successful for one full year and an expansion. Like they're literally there to be celebrating the Toms and Jax is still making it about himself. Like it's, it's a money, it's a money pit, Holly. It's not prospering. You can't be, it's, it's stupid. It's a stupid business. Like he's not celebrating them at all and he doesn't care. And he's going to like sit there like all grumpy with his like changed shirt and just hate on every, yeah, it was, I was so glad that Tom said that because that it exposed him like and the look on his face was utter shock that like what are you talking about and like literally he should have been celebrating them right then you know it was like he's just he's just like what finally Sandoval comes to the conclusion that we've been yelling at him for years that he's wasting his love on someone who doesn't deserve it or appreciate it yeah yeah we've been trying to tell you this Tom for a long time Ariana figured it out. Now, welcome to the club. It was so satisfying to hear him say it and to say that he's going to exercise a boundary and he's going to, you know, he's not going to have that bad energy anymore. And um, and I felt like stupid Jax was still able to, like, kind of include himself, like, in that thing. He's like, well, yeah, like, me, I don't know. Like, I felt like Tom was saying, dude, we're done. And Jax kind of brought it back to, well, maybe we need a timeout. And it's like, well, Tom actually just said you guys are done, but yeah. you brought it back to being a little more temporary, which is like 
classic like, whoa, 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 wait wait yeah no. wait don't don't take your toys you know yeah i'm still playing but, with that someone finally stood up and called him out on his shit like okay yeah let's not be friends what he's not used to that you, but you're you're my friend right tries to backpedal and now they're settling on a break and tom's just too kind so he accepts the break but tommy need to be done yeah um so in between all that like they didn't just let us like watch this fight finish they had to like be splicing between the witches of weho fight too so we're seeing you know basically the foundation of vanderpump rules rocked we're seeing the jacks and tom sandoval break up happen and then we see the witches of weho square off for the last time um you know they approach Kristen, or Kristen approaches them whatever and you know then Stassi delivers her line that she thinks is going to be, you know, the most memeable moment of the season. Witches of WeHo, Dunzo. It's like, so Kristen is not allowed to use the word thrive, but you can use the word Dunzo? Yeah. Samesies. Duh. Yeah. And then these two, again, it reminded me of last year when they were at Kristen's apartment with the Carter scene and they're Katie and Stassi together. They're like cackling hands, pointing their fingers, chiming in together. And Kristen's still keeping her composure, calm and cool. She's like, whoa, calm down. I'm just saying. And they're like, it's like, God, do you see how you guys look? Yeah. You know, and I get their points and I'm understanding their perspective a lot more now. Yeah, yeah. So I'm not necessarily like not on their side. I've just, and I get it more. But the, they're just so, like, together. They're just this, oof. I don't know. It's difficult to deal with. And I, I applaud it. Even if Kristen's in the wrong, she wins because she kept her cool and composure, didn't make a scene, didn't raise her voice, kept it together. So the other two looked in the wrong just because of the way they were behaving. Even yeah, though if yeah. they were right cool i'm fine if people think they're right because i'm getting how frustrating the Kristen carter thing is and why they were saying that it wasn't just about carter it was just it was about her you know wanting help to bring it out and then she backed away from it so i get it but you their delivery can could use some work um so in this moment like especially after the witches of weho you know triangle happened and then we went back to the jacks and tom thing i was fuming i was like this is ridiculous first of all this feels like so hills-esque you know like the end you know like a a cliffhanger of the hills like i'll forgive you and i'll forget you you know it was like very like um kind of like you know whooshing your hands together and being like and we're walking away like I don't know what's going to happen to this like um so here's our cliffhangers for season eight um will Tom and Jax ever be friends again will they make it back to finding a friendship will um the witches of WeHo ever you know uh get back together will Kristen be at the wedding will James stay sober and continue to have his invitation to Lala and, and uh and Randall's <laughs> wedding it's like the, that's literally what they left us with of setting up for these weddings you know like yeah it, will con- Katie or Brittany have a baby yeah well um, yeah you know will this the expansion of Tom Tom be successful will you know will Sheena um you know ever stop taking the spotlight by right after you know Lala and James's performance she's up on the counter stealing the focus like um it was like I was like very disappointed. I'm like, 
this is what we did season eight for to have like the like nothing nothing has been resolved and this is stupid and you cliff hung it until the next season of these weddings like it's that's the which, conflict which are canceled bring. yeah it's like th- this sucks but then we got saved you know there was a little saving moment um because as all of these things are going on uh the pushing and shoving happens with mini sheena and danica like everything's going on and then we have another convo with jackson lisa and it finally like kind of you know ends the yeah the season with a bang where they break the, they break the fourth wall um because Jax is um panicking you know that of, with everything that's happening and he's kind of lisa's trying to lisa's doing what lisa does best where she kind of fucks with them a little bit she's like so maybe go say sorry maybe go fix this i don't know like maybe you know drop that temper a little bit Jax. you know and like he's just like Grr! and um yeah, and that's when he he drops the line and says, "Well, this this is why my show works." <laughs> Excuse me, your show. This is my show. Don't you ever forget it. Stop making yourself more special than you are. And then but, she yeah. just delivers the lecture, you know, heard around the world, which it then it answered all of those little things where it's like someone's going to get married, someone's going to break up, someone's going to fall in love. Every this happens to everyone. This is the cycle of life. Like uh-huh. this is this is how it works and then it kind of calms us the viewer down because it's like yes it is so although we're gonna have to watch Stassi and Bo get married and although we're gonna have to watch Lala and Randall and although we're gonna have to watch all of these dumb storylines play out the truth of the matter is is that things do work themselves out and little by little everything is gonna unravel and we will get our entertainment out of this so we just need to be patient hold on and wait so um you know that message was encouraging <laughs> i loved when she included you know we've all lost someone we're all gonna lose our parents and it's like thank you for specifically saying that because i'm so tired of him using that as a crutch so i loved her because she here she lost her mom and her brother so well, i mean thank the, you for saying it the entire cast is filled of people who have gone through tragedy you know whether yeah. it be the loss of a parent or you know like going through like major trauma in their life like basically yeah. Every single person has a story. And if you take the time to talk to, if you look outside of yourself and stop, you know, like, uh, of course, like deal with your, like, uh, think this is uh, things in life are painful. Like deal with them, feel them, sit there with them. But then like the healing thing about being a human is you can sit down and talk to someone else and you can hear, wow, like they went through something either just like me or they went through something worse or they went through something different. And like, we all are walking around with like these amazing stories and if you stop and listen to other people it like which Jax will never do like he is never going to learn that lesson because there's no way he will ever stop his mind to be able to like listen Listen. to someone else's story it's too narcissistic it's like that's his mental illness like he truly does have one it's just called sociopathic narcissism yes he's he's incapable of doing that so yes he is impaired 
Um, I mean, there's there's been a couple of seasons where he actually leaned into that, where he's like, "I'm sorry, like I I just I don't feel anything." Like I and he kind yeah. of like and everyone was like, "Well, yeah, I mean that's how Jackson, you know, like people kind of went with that." So he needs to quickly come up with like an angle that works for him because he's yeah. never going to change. And um, oh, like, just just really quickly, did you um, have you been watching his social media at all? Have, have you seen the she shed that he's making for Brittany? No. Oh my god, you guys, go onto his social media. So he This is where I kind of feel bad for Jackson. I can't believe that even this came out of my mouth, but like he will blast something on social media where he's like making Britney her dream she shed. So I'm like, "Oh my god, like he's making her like I've seen amazing she sheds before where, you know, like the women have like a full on like wine bar in their backyard or something or like you go in there and like you know, it's like a place where like your girlfriends go and hang out and like it's it's really cute and fun. She gonna have a shop bar? <laughs> so he's so then he shows it and he, and I mean the comments are like the funniest things I've ever read. It's on the back of his house. Sarah, it would be like um you know like the the side of your house. Uh-huh. It would be like um you know how there's like a little cutout where um like your your gardening yeah. goes and then there's the grass. It's the size of the gutter of like your between your dirt and your grass. <laughs> it's it is like a, first of all a person could not fit in it. Like it's a it's the it's it's like a um like a crawl space under a, a oh, house. God. And so everyone's like uh, so the, the first guy goes it's pretty small, man. <laughs> so then like the comments just are and you know like one negative comment and Jack's like loses Spiral. his shit. So he's like, "This is exactly what she wanted. I'm giving her what she wanted. She specified that she wanted some place to put her garden tools. That's what she calls a she shed. It's not like." And he like is losing his mind over this. But like, like it, you have to go. Like it, just All looking right. at it is like the funniest thing because it's like it's tiny and it's like maybe just call it like a little like tool shed then or something because it is not. Britney's she shed. Like it's. I mean, in all due fairness, like a shot glass is very small, so she doesn't need a lot of space for that type of. Yeah, he he should just put like a little like like a little like doggy door in there, and she can just put her head in, take the shot, (laughs) like throw it back, and then pull her head out or something. Yeah, it could be like hanging on a string on the wall on a nail. (laughs) Like a little like a little (laughs) glory hole, but for shots. (laughs) Like when I went to the wine festival, they put the this holder around a wine glass and you wear it around your neck so your hands free like she just have that little shot glass necklace and just puts it on the rusty nail the rusty nail and yeah just sticks her head in there and then takes a shot and then does <laughs> and there you go oh my god that's the season that's the season so, you know, next next um next season we have like we said, we have the weddings to look forward to. We have Britney She Shed reveal to look forward to. Um, you know, all of these things. Um, will Tom and Ariana get furniture? Will, you know, Stassi and Bo, you know, get rid of their snake at their house? Like, will he display more artwork? Like the questions are just endless of what they can do next season. Yeah, the only thing I'm a little bummed about is like the way things are it's a little more conducive for the ogs to film than the newbies since sir's not open yes but they could gather the ogs can get together and film dumb scenes at their house like in the she shed yeah and i'm not sure i want that but that's probably i'm sure that gonna they're, yeah they're gonna have to start with that um for sure and then hopefully you know 
yeah, yeah. They'll they'll think of something. They'll think of something. And I, with it'll it'll be interesting to see. And I I think that um, at first I thought this is really bad. This is bad for them. Like I don't know how they're gonna do this, but it may turn out to be just really interesting and full of drama with the fact that they're dealing with the restaurant and that we're in California. You know and. I, I don't know. Wedding, it, yeah. Wedding delays. And then Vegas, like they have like the Vegas element too. Like these are both like two areas that are like, you know, I mean, everywhere is hit hard, but I'm just saying like, yeah, it's, it's pretty strict here in California. And then like, how is Vegas going to open and how is that going to happen? And how are things going to go back to normal? And, and then as a business owner, you know, how do you deal with those changes and the expectation of your, you know, your guests and your employees. I mean, it's a, this is a lot to deal with. So I, I'd love to see these people go through it, you know, instead of myself. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll be back for Secrets Revealed and obviously the reunions as they come up, but cool. Yeah, That's and it, we, we have a lot of, um, like, cool projects coming out, too, for you guys. Like, we've got a lot of stuff in the works. So we are here and get ready for some fun surprises. And, yeah, so hope you guys all have a good week, and we'll talk to you soon. Happy Memorial Day weekend. Bye. Okay, bye.